and codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to a very special episode of Priority One Podcast, our 300th episode. Now, this episode may not be in the typical format, and that's because on Saturday, January 7th, we spent over seven hours broadcasting live on Twitch.tv with special guests like John Champion and Ken Ray of Mission Log Podcast and Star Trek Online's producer, Maria Zeronius Rex Rosso, and lead designer, Al Captain Gecko Rivera. We'll post the entire seven-hour stretch on YouTube soon. But in the meantime, enjoy the highlights from this special 300th episode of Priority One Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our 300th celebration here on PriorityOnePodcast.com on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash Priority One. Thank you all for joining us uh, in this, this celebration, 300 episodes. That's, that's five years. That's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. So joining me right now, we have a nice part. Is it six years? It's not six. six. Oh, it is six. Yeah. Yeah, episodes it is. a year. Yeah. It's six years. Yeah. What a long time. <laughs> so joining me and uh, and Priority One and the rest of the team is Ken Ray and John Champion of Mission Log Podcast, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so very much for uh, for joining us and celebrating with us this first part of our very long live day. <laughs> thank, well, thank you. you. It's a true honor. <laughs> Why? Why does everybody laugh? That it's sounded sarcastic. totally sincere. We are well. like, we're, like a grandpappy, we're like a grandpappy podcast. I mean, we are doddering and ancient. He is just respecting his elders. We, <laughs> it's true, actually. Thank you so much for that. You're, you're welcome. You're really, really welcome. Well, again, thank you for uh, for spending your Saturday morning with us, uh, or Saturday afternoon, because like us, the two of you are on separate coasts, right? Yeah. Yes. West Coast, East Coast. So, and it's only through the magic of editing that we all sound like we're all in the same place. Mm. So, why don't we go ahead and just uh, get started here a little bit? Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Mission Log Podcast and uh, you know talk, remind our listeners uh, what it is that you guys present to the Star Trek community. Oh, that old thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. In a nutshell, uh, Ken and I were uh, forced together by Rod Roddenberry uh, back in early 2012 with the idea of doing a Star Trek podcast to talk Oh Doc to talk oh, no. to oh. and um, and then we launched in August of 2012 and we haven't stopped you know much to the chagrin I'm sure of some people now it it cut out a little bit there, so I because I'm not, so I'm not sure if you if you said what so what do you guys what is the 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 goal and the the overall um goal, yeah, the goal here, of, of what uh, the mission yeah go ahead do will. do ahead go ahead give feed feed us that line 
<laughs> each week on Mission Log, we take apart an episode of. Uh, each week on episode, we. That's a charm. We've Sorry only done it that. 240 times. <laughs> yeah, I know. How does it go? Um, each week on Mission Log, we watch an episode of Star Trek, taking it apart for messages, morals, and meanings, and trying to figure out whether the whole thing stands the test of time. That's sort of the idea. So we're going back and seeing, you know, if the stuff that they were trying to say, well, if they were trying to say anything, because sometimes they weren't, like. Um, cat's paw or if they were <laughs> on something like uh, the Corbin might maneuver or, or even shows that were made in the 20th century I don't know why I'm suddenly reaching back to TOS it's as if that was actually something I watched when I was growing up mm. so yeah that's what we do I think yes <laughs> and we have a computer that plays along with us too that's the other thing but that's not a cast member which right. was which also we were called out for recently been- of some of our listeners, yeah. <laughs> Both that we have it and that we don't pay enough attention to it. Right. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. It just yeah. depends on when you catch people. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, the whole thing started with the idea of Rod kind of coming out of Trek Nation and trying to figure out who his father was and what made him tick. And it was during that time that um, he, he sort of rediscovered Star Trek. He always talks about how he was raised as a Star Wars kid. And but all his life, he kept hearing about how much Star Trek had impacted people and how much it meant to them. So he wanted to figure out a way to explore that, pick it apart, as Ken said, morals, meanings, messages. And um, and he asked to do that to kind of, you know, usher along that uh, that part of examining what Star Trek means. So I guess, you know, we, we start out with a premise that Star Trek's important, mm-hmm. that people get something out of it. And it's our job to just sort of, um, I don't know, filter that a little, you know. Um, I, I, I don't know that we're, we're not really doing objective journalism by any stretch of the imagination. It's an opinion show. Um, although we, we try to frame it in a way of saying, well, what do we think the writers of an episode were trying to say? And then by the time we wrap it up, do we agree with that? Do we not agree with that? Were the messages in there valuable? And as Ken said, do they actually stand the test of time? I think so far, most of those messages stand the test of time. So this is actually kind of a big undertaking for you guys. And I'm sure you've covered this. It's going to take you something like, well, (laughs) calculated before the addition of the new series, it was going to take you something like 14 years or something. That's kind of a big commitment. Um, And now, remind me, how many episodes are you up to now? 200 and something, because I know you had your 200th a little while back. 216, 216, I think was. Which places you in the middle of, uh, you're in the middle of the next generation. Um, So, um, and of course we're coming into the 30th anniversary year of TNG. Um, Most of us kind of grew up watching TNG um, and you know, when we were kids, what's different about it now watching it as a grown up, I guess, looking back on it. Hmm, that's interesting. What was the episode that we were watching recently? Um, oh, I, Hugh, I, Borg, excuse me, I, Borg. <laughs> yeah. That was, I mean, it's hard to say that across the board, I mean, when you ask that question, because, I mean, it was all very sort of modern and yet sort of futuristic. And now when we watch it, John often talks about the bad hotel wallpaper in the background. So, I mean, it's weird because... Oh, you know, it needs to change. There was a level of kitsch that we all knew about from TOS. 
right? That mm-hmm. that we sort of thought we had lost when we got to TNG. But then now watching it 30 years later on TNG, it's like, wow, that hair or all of that hair for like Troy's say, <laughs> um, or like, you know, a carpet on the Enterprise, things like that. The big episodes, like um, like when we watched I, Borg, uh, when I was going back trying to figure out whether or not what they did was the right thing or whether or not we thought what they did was the right thing, I kind of remembered that we were in like a really really sweet time geopolitically at that point and i'm not i'm not i have a friend who actually you know does stuff with governments and he might argue with me about that but as far as like us walking around there weren't the constant worries about terrorism we didn't even have a big bad enemy at the time because you know the soviet union sort of fallen apart so like they made that episode from this really like sort of cherry position of like if there were theoretical enemies here's how we should treat them now we watch it 30 years later, 25 years later for that episode, I guess. And it and it's sort of like more real world applicable. So mm-hmm. I would honestly have to take it on a case by case basis. I mean, there are some episodes that are always going to be bad, like Angel One. <laughs> I love episodes. Angel One. Shut up. That kind of earring is going to come in someday. That's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to we're going to wear those. We are. Just watch. You know, if there's one thing that we've learned from doing a couple of hundred episodes of Mission Log, it's what Kenna just pointed out, and that's that no matter what episode we talk about, it is always somebody's favorite, and it is somebody's least favorite. Mm-hmm. So we hear from all of them. You know, it, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, before we go into a show, we'll get emails saying, oh, I can't wait for you to get to this one because it is so wonderful, or it is so horrible, and I can't, mm-hmm. can't wait for you to pick it apart. And then we try very hard to be somewhat detached from that. You know, we can't ignore every email that comes in that has an opinion before we get to an episode. Well, can. I mean, you try very hard. To some exactly of us can. That. Right. Yeah, right. Just takes a little effort. You could do it if you wanted. You could, yeah. yeah. Um, but then we actually sit down to record. We try to push all of that aside and, and just treat it as something fresh. Um, but then inevitably you hear from people who say, oh, I can't believe you were so critical of that, or I can't believe you praised that horrible piece of crap episode. You know, so it, it, it's, we hear from every end of the spectrum. I, I think going back to what you just asked, um, Something that I think is interesting just about the production of Star Trek, it's almost like this bell curve, where you look at the original series, and it's very it's very energetic, it's very passionate, it's very sexy. Um, and then you get into next gen. I, I kind of have to skip DS9 because I know the least about it, to be quite honest. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to picking that apart when we get there in about a year and some change. Um, but then Voyager, like Next Generation, you kind of have this slope of the show becoming a bit more cold, a bit more clinical, a bit mm-hmm. less passionate. But then you get to Enterprise, and I think rightfully so, they tried to strip that away and get back to this core idea of Star Trek of being you know, humanity at this bold frontier. And, and what do we act like under extreme challenges? So I, I see Next Gen as having great characters and great ideas, but I also kind of cringe sometimes now watching in retrospect. Um, like I, I've always said, they seem to not understand the idea of a wild party. And, <laughs> and, and that kind of hurts me, you know? That is not a future that I want to live in necessarily. Wait till you get to the DS9 wedding. Uh, is it the wedding episode? There's some episode where the Fringies dance. 
Is it okay? Oh. All right. Head all right. right. It's okay, man. Yeah. They have not forgotten the party. Yeah. yeah. If you ever get a chance to talk to Aaron Eisenberg about about the uh, the Ferengi love dance, get that story off of him because it's 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 fascinating, complete with complete with the butt wiggle, I believe. Yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nice. That 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 particular dance actually has made it into Star Trek Online, um, which is quite uh, quite fun to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that you bring up uh, you've, you've brought you brought up Enterprise in that moment, and you, I don't know if you guys um, have put this together, have heard Connor Trenier mention this. I just saw it in, a, in an interview that he had done in a, in a at a recent convention about how Enterprise had come out just before 9/11 had happened, and it was because of 9/11 that they shifted their story to the Zindi attack. That it, and that's where that influence came from. And uh, it was, it was, that's, it, it, I'm curious to see how Discovery moving, coming now, you know, later this year, um, is going to address that kind of social, this, whatever is existing in social political atmosphere right now you know i mean there's there's mm-hmm. there's quite a bit to, to take from um and enterprise did it quite directly i mean it was pretty pretty much in your face uh you know how they handled that um <laughs> where would you start today right yeah 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 where would no, you? i mean seriously yeah. we had i mean we had 9-11 and that was like a that was a obviously a very pivotal moment i can't even begin to think like if i were to sit down and say okay th- there is this one thing that we need to address I would not even begin to know where to yeah. start if I only had one thing to do. But if you're going to tackle everything, then you're pretty much doing a social work and space show at that point, aren't you? Yeah. Well, it's, the original series did it. I mean, they took they took on Vietnam, they took on racism, they took on automation and people being you know slaves to the machine, the ch- slaves to the computer. I mean, they didn't. It's not like they were you know starved for ideas either. But they managed to like you know just just nibble at each one. And I don't know if with the more serial structure they're going to do on Discovery, if they're going to need to pick like like I'm saying right. one thing and then go with it. That's uh, but that's what I was thinking about because the style of storytelling was so, so different. I mean, you know, you started with the premise forty-eight minutes. I mean, forty-eight minutes. Exception of um, the menagerie, of course, which is in two parts and a private little war. That's actually always been one that sort of like makes me incredibly sad, but also I really sort of respected it because mm-hmm. generally speaking, they presented a problem and then they presented a solution, and we got to the end of a private little war, and they basically said, "Who yeah, knows? I got nothing." Yeah, I got but, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, kind of got to keep this rolling the way it is right now so that it doesn't roll into something worse, which was mm. really kind of a horrific, uh, yeah, horrific this, message at the end. You guys seem to figure out the best solution here. Um, okay, well, see you. Have <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think there's right. another thing here that's sort of the reality of how that show will be produced, how, how Discovery will be produced, and, and what their founding premise is. You know, when Ken and I were talking, gosh, uh, I wanted to say it was back last summer we did a supplemental show and we were talking about what our hopes were what our expectations were for the next star trek and i i start from a position of saying like look i I don't care if it's animated i don't care if it's live action i don't care if it takes place in the 22nd century or 23rd or 24th what you have to do is start out with great characters that we can relate to that are being challenged in a way that has meaning so whether 
whether it's about something that's a direct political parallel, which they may very well do, and that's fine. I think Enterprise handled that really nicely, but Enterprise was also around for a couple of years before they decided to go down that route. Enterprise already had really well-established characters. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I quite like about that show, is that um, I, I think they were one of the best cast series of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I think compared to Voyager, I, again, hard to say about Deep Space Nine, but overall, they had a really strong cast. So you could pretty much do anything with that cast, and once the decision was made to say, hey, we have these great characters that we're invested in, now let's see how we can push them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I had a, a conversation with somebody online, one of our listeners, about this not that long ago, talking about the problem with sequel episodes in Next Gen. How does a good episode like I of Borg lead to something like Descent? Or how does... Um, uh, you, you know, you, you bring back Tasha Yar for yesterday's Enterprise. How does that lead to Sila and the kind of the drop ball that we had with the, the Sila stories? And I said, look, I mean, to me, it, it's the idea that you're starting out with this premise like, oh, we have this cool idea that people responded to. Now let's force the story on top of that. And I think that's the wrong way around. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that happens all the time. <laughs> they Absolutely. keep making sequels yeah. to a good film until nobody buys the sequel anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Truly, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna. And, but Disney ones are exactly. There's like five Mulan stories. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, part of that's commercial, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and we're very picky as an audience. I mean, we want the same but different. And as soon as that happens, you leave it to the fan base to pick apart, well, what was too much the same and what was too different? So either way, you know, I I don't want to be the guy who is handed um, the the keys of the kingdom, as it were. Ken, I can't remember if you were on air or if this was after we did our Bob Worsey interview. And because I remember him asking this twice. It was right after um, Into Darkness came out. Mm. when we did our interview with him and at some point i can't it must have been off air at some point he said where we're gearing up for the next one what should we do (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm thinking well you're the writer (laughs) i'm not yeah um did we actually did we actually answer that question yeah (laughs) here's my card i'm available i'm free (laughs) (laughs) but you know i I don't think that necessarily fans are the right ones to answer that question i I want a writer who comes to it with a great story Mm -hmm. first and then says okay how do we fit this into star trek or where how do we tell this in a meaningful way with star trek yeah yeah john can i ask you to possibly reconnect to the call is anybody else hearing that static yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If, can I ask you to reconnect to the call? It's. It, I don't know if it's a mic thing or. I don't. I don't know what it might be. It, it wasn't it happening might before. Be my, it might be my connection going in and out. Oh, okay. So okay. I will be right back. Cool. cool. Bye. Let's see what happens. All right. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's with those headphones, man? Oh. <laughs> um, You've got thirty seconds to ask me any question about John Champion you want to. <laughs> Um, let's see, let's see. How many no suit worries, jackets really. does he have? 
I have no idea. You know my favorite one though. Yeah, let's talk about John. But we're gonna say nice things while he's yeah. out here. You ever seen that Nehru? You ever seen that Nehru jacket that he wears at the conventions? Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> right here, Ken. <laughs> was, well, what Nehru's I was actually gonna say nice. is I really, I love it, and I wish I could actually, uh, I wish I could pull that off. But I, not, not like off you. Don't misunderstand. <laughs> I, Whatever, man. Whatever. I wish I could pull that. I wish I could pull that off. Yeah. We only <laughs> see each other once a year. You got to make it count. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to take it back a little bit to, uh, to TNG for a moment because I mean we're like Ken I said earlier we're celebrating the the, the th uh, I was about to say 300th the 30th no, of... we are celebrating <laughs> know, the 300th yeah we um, are celebrating the 30th anniversary and um, Roddenberry.com is doing the uh, um, the project 365 celebrating mm -hmm. you know the, 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 getting all of that content out what what is the what is the process that you guys do uh, this probably is more for John because John you're closer to to Roddenberry and that archive do you go every week like is it like once a month you you get you go into this vault you go into this archive and you grab all this stuff and then also to that end what have you found so far that has just been like this is amazing look at this look at this awesome artifact of TNG that we found so far that I, I just can't this is amazing so uh, quick quick point of clarification so the discovered documents that we do on mission log are kind of one thing okay and then project 366 slash project right. 365 is a different thing yeah and there is an archivist at the office his name is Ben he's a hell of a guy he's from Alabama like me um, and his day job is to go through those archives and then pick out what will be rolled out throughout the year under the Project 365 banner. And then that goes to social media to actually get it published. Now, what's nice is that I'm there, you know, a couple of times a week and I get to see what he's working on. And the latest conversation that we've had, um, particularly with Next Gen, is that they've got a lot of behind the scenes photos and contact sheets and stuff like that that they did not have for TOS. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of that stuff coming out. Now, what I'm really interested in, and I think because our purposes are very different, um, they, they want to get this stuff out every single day on social media so people will interact with it. Now, when people come to Mission Log and they want to get a little behind the scenes information it's really about i think creative process and development of the ideas that went into shows so what i dig are things like memos um you know show notes that come back from research um and what i have not published very much of that i think is really cool so i want to get more into it there's this drawer there's this file drawer of just sort of random development notes for next gen. So we, we hit a point uh, in our show in Mission Log where Gene Roddenberry had died. He, he passed away in, was it December of 91, early December of 91. So we've passed that where we are with the shows. So the number of memos has started to dry up. Uh, um, mostly what I have now, if I go episode by episode is uh, a set of scripts and those are not very exciting you know uh, unless you really luck out like we found Majel's script for the cage mm. with her handwritten notes in it that was amazing <laughs> but a shooting script for an episode of next gen simply not that interesting right. so 
all yeah, of that that's stuff true. is. That's mm-hmm. true for you, though. I, honestly, I think sometimes, I mean, because you're all Hollywood. There was this time. <laughs> there was a time. There was a time at the uh, at the con- at the convention, Star Trek Las Vegas, maybe 2014, I think, maybe even 2013. I don't know, where you had a stack of um, Generations scripts. Yes. And you were to- so nonplussed by the stack of Generations scripts, and I was actually kind of into it because I have not held that many movie scripts before i mean it wasn't like a shooting script or anything like that it was a reprint but still uh so i was kind of into it but then i bumped into somebody in line for some restaurant someplace and she was bummed about something i can't remember what don't remember who she is anything but she saw my script she's like oh that's really cool i gave it to her and you would think that i had handed her uh latinum or something (laughs) you think i'd handed her something absolutely amazing she was so turned on by it so i mean i wonder if you're well, you're it's not talking good about that we're having that this I, discussion uh, in front of a bunch of people. I wonder if you're a little too turned on. No, I'm not talking about <laughs> your. I'm not talking about your handwritten one. That was, yeah. If you ever get a chance, actually, he did make some amazing like notes in the in the edges that we yeah, had talked I'm, about turning it into something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, currently sort of a long term project of defacing that script, and um, yeah. writing in character as Brandon Braga and uh, Ron Moore. So uh, that, I'm trying to do that on every page. So that, that kind of comes with me, and I'll do a little more, and then one day we'll, we'll auction it Are off. Are you still working on that, seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So oh, dude, that's here. awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I think it's just that from, from our point of view, it's something to run concurrent with the show. All I'd be publishing is a page that reads exactly as what you saw on screen. I think what's interesting is where there's a little change or or there's um, maybe a a discussion between writers or writers and research or writers and a producer to say, hey, why don't we do this instead or that scene doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, I I know. I mean, I I know what you mean. Scripts are cool, but it would be a lot of the same if we kept running... Uh, script pages but uh, what I was going to say there's this drawer that's just full of development notes and it's very unorganized but that's the stuff that goes back to the beginning where it's primarily uh, Susan Sackett, David Gerald, Bob Justman developing what will become the next generation Gene didn't write a lot of memos Mm. It, it seems like he communicated through other people or he would give verbal notes and then that would get written up by somebody else but going through that and you see it all like printed out on a dot matrix printer and that stuff is really cool and I know that that won't necessarily be run as part of 365 so what I want to do is as we wrap up next gen go back and pull some of that stuff that hasn't been seen yet mm-hmm. um Oh, that and the weird memo with uh, my casting tape on it. That, yeah. that that was the other weird thing that showed what? up. What? Yes. Yeah. What are, yes. What are your casting tape? Yeah, so it, my <laughs> when I was acting more frequently um, and I had the Wesley audition, then, I, you know, you don't know any details about it, what, 25 years later or something. And I found a memo that had a bunch of names on it that were on a casting tape coming from New York to L.A. And I'm like, oh, look, B.B. Newworth, who won't relocate if she gets hired. So she's out of the running. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then yeah. it's my name on it for Wesley. So yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> he, Obviously, not he, this came of it. Tall. he will <laughs> drop everything he's doing in the moment to take this role. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I didn't know that actually. I didn't know that you had auditioned for uh, for Wesley. No, I didn't either. That's that's an awesome piece of feedback. He's frozen. It's, it was so epic that his his Google Hangout completely froze. Always <laughs> leave them wanting more. Yeah, John knows this. Always oh. leave them wanting more. So he just told like the best story he has, and now we got like thirty minutes to talk about him. That's it. He's gone yeah. now. No, he um. It is actually. It's. I'll tell the story for him because I've heard it a time or two. It's actually kind of amazing. He came from home. He came home from school, and his mom was like, "Yeah, listen, you're packed. We're leaving." They actually flew to New York and did the thing, which is kind of cool. And it was, you know, kind of nuts to hear him talk about. Like, I think because I want to say he actually called me like in the middle of the week, which seriously almost never happens. We talked during the show, and he's like, "So I just found this thing, you know, which was." Uh, which was his name in the Roddenberry archive. Oh yeah, my was God. So do you, you go. do you remember the audition? Do you remember like do you, is it like vivid like the whole yeah, experience? No, like mean, who was sitting at the table? Do you know who it was? Do you remember? Yeah. So here's the thing. My agent was in New York, not L.A. So I, I had called them, and it, this was obviously pre-internet. So you hear some rumor of an inkling. Hey, there's going to be a new Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. So I called my agent and I said, I, I, please, please get me an audition for this show. At the time, Gulf and Western owned Paramount, and they had a huge office in New York at Columbus Circle. So my mom picked me up from school one day, and she said, we're not going home. We're going to the airport. You have an audition for Star Trek. Wow. Great. <laughs> so we go to New York. We go to the Gulf and Western building. I did a reading, and I remember that the scene was Wesley talking I, it was Wesley either talking to Riker about Data or talking to Data about Riker. And it had something to do with a book of Vulcan philosophy that one had given to Wesley. Now, I found those signs somewhere at Roddenberry. I didn't scan them, but I, I'll do that at some point. And um, I just remember doing the reading, thinking I did okay. We left, and I want to say later that day I got a call back. Wow. Which was cool. Nice. So I went back, and I remember trying to look at the other actors. There was nobody else auditioning for Wesley, but I was trying to look at the other actors saying in my head, does that guy look like a Riker or a Data? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that nobody who I saw was anybody who got cast because uh, Frakes and Spiner and all, they they were all living in L.A. at the time. Um, But, yeah, and, and I felt good about the callback, and that was when they put me on camera. And then I'm sure soon after sent that out. So I, I remember that. I remember going into the building. I remember seeing all that. I remember trying to find out anything because they don't tell you you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, days later, weeks later, you're like, all right, are we going to hear anything? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, you know, it was um, it was a cool experience. But it, it was weirder finding that memo uh-huh. because then it became very real. Right. Because... Yeah. A, it was a long time ago for me, and B, because I had heard nothing about it after, then suddenly to see it in black and white and go, oh, that actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was a little they thought about me odd. after I left. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was strange. That, that was really odd. Yeah. That That's is very awesome, cool. man. John Champion could have been one of the most hated characters in Star Trek. <laughs> if only. If only. Shut up, that didn't happen. Because then we wouldn't then we then we wouldn't have you now. See, and, and I didn't audition for Neelix. So uh 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it would have it would have been funny if uh, if 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 you had been Wesley and everyone everyone would have called you Champ. Hey, K Champ, come on, swim. Right. <laughs> way to go, Champ. Way to way right. to the ship again. Right. Adults can't do nothing right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's epic, man. That's epic. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I'm like, man, I want to go through the trades and see if they're still auditioning for, for, uh, for discovery and see if I can try to get in. But you have to, be yeah, right. Probably be like the third alien from the left. I bet that, I bet that's still open. How dare you? Hey, you've got a red shirt. That's true. You're in. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's what I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be an extra. I think those guys had it made because they just stood. They didn't have to remember any lines or anything. They just okay, had to okay. stand around looking, you know, Star Trekky. Since we're on video this week, we can do this now. Uh, okay, everybody who wants to be on TV, show us your fear of death face, and then, oh no, I'm dead face because that's because red <laughs> is what you're going for. No, 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 no. I would have been totally like, uh, I would have been, you know, uh, piddle, you know, doing something on a pad or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, well, then you show us safe your on the shit. Face. Show us your office worker face, then. My office worker face. You got your phone handy, right? Just you know, print your phone as a, a pad and, you know, and enter, enter in some data. depressed. <laughs> she looks I, depressed. I like what I want to do for my audition is I want to go stand back there and face away from the camera and just look over my shoulder every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's exactly yeah, what yeah, I want to do. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. because well, that wouldn't be crazy. <laughs> just looking over my shoulder. I mean, my my personal favorite move is um, is the Isaac, so it's um, it's the opening credits of Love Boat, and that's where you you don't know there's a camera there, but then you recognize that there's a camera there, and then you acknowledge it. So it's like this. Right. It's like you, oh. <laughs> so you, yeah. That is spot on. That is fantastic. Yeah. But that's not an extra. Bravo, sir. You can't be a red shirt. That. You can't be a red no. shirt. No. No. Bravo. Clearly, it's like I was a, not cut out for Star Trek then. It's like yeah. Guy at the end of yes. um, Guy does that at the end of the yes. Yes, at the end of Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest, yes. Galaxy yes. Quest, yes. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That yep. is his move. Yeah. Right, yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, let's get Elijah apart. So, Elijah, so uh, you just come up, you're, you're walking around a new planet, you know, okay. minding your own business. So, we need a minding your own business face. If, if you don't know by now, this is my default face for everything. That's right there, right there. Which works, which works on a brand new planet. That works on a brand new planet. Like, oh, that's a great rock. Oh, that's a new plant. So, oh my God, and then you die. Let's see this. Go. Oh, 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 I'm dead. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You're well. You're dead at the end. But at first, you're like just your eyebrow. Oh, no. Again, it's dead. Dead would be this. That's that's all. I just chill like that. <laughs> it's so, it so like you know the the trying to play the corpse there, that wants to there, get noticed. That there might be happening. there might be a little bit of a twitch like a like a last minute like rigor mortis just before rigor mortis. <laughs> all right, that's good. Anyway, <laughs> okay, that's that's all getting cut. That's all getting cut. Blooper reel. Totally. Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I actually wanted to ask um, you both of you, John and Kent. So you you've had several years of. Of a lot of episodes, some are better and worse than others. Um, but um, I wanted to ask you guys, like, what's what's your favorite so totally like off the wall thing that you've noticed or found or seen? Because I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. This is my favorite: <laughs> is Worf's ball chair. <laughs> <It's> my, <laughs> I have my one in my house. Favorite. 
<laughs> you know, Should really on weird it? random thing. <laughs> I'll be right back. You know, every... He's going to get us. Does he have a ball chair? No. He tells. He said he has a ball chair. He said right. he has one. Oh man! <laughs> He's not going to demonstrate it, is he? It's, it's, Tony. it's Tony. Yeah. Listen, I'm. Look, I'm. I'm just glad Tony's wearing pants. As he walked away, I'm just glad he's wearing pants. So. Every now and then, something gets said on the show, which takes on a life of its own. Sometimes those are intentional. Sometimes they're not. Um. Yeah. That happens to us a lot. Yeah. yeah right. We had yeah. um, and I'm blanking on the name right now, but we had a listener who did an amazing job at pulling together the mission log, mission log glossary. If you go to our website, and it's all the little things that are recurring in mission log. Um, uh, going back to uh, UC Temi, I think that was one of the first things that we really established right from the beginning and i remember yeah. getting email from people saying i don't understand why are you saying you see to me We're like no 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 is it is you see timmy is we're in the guise of like a 1950s tv show aimed toward kids teaching them a lesson you know so we little things like that had to explain what we were doing um uh, have a look at my robot guts still for some reason has a, a life of its own um, that was a great line. That, that, a lot of those things that were actually born of like the listeners doing stuff. Like, so it was in, it was uh, in that planet. Is it Planet Mud? It's not called Planet Mud, is it? What is that movie called? Or what is well, that there, there's, called? Uh, there's I Mud, Mud's Women, and Mud's Planet. You talking about okay. animated? I think it was uh, no. The one where you said, "Take a look at my robot gods." It was Norman. Oh Norman, yeah, uh, it turns out to I Mud. Sorry. I might, right. Okay, so Norman yeah. turns out to have been a robot, and it's just in the recap that John said, um, take a look at my robot guts. And we came out of it, and I was like, man, I would so buy that T-shirt. And, <laughs> and I think it was, um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody like, like after that episode dropped, like about an hour and a half later, uh, we got we got that art. Same thing with it. We have a, I have a T-shirt for the Ditalics Mining Corporation. And again, it was exactly <laughs> the same thing where I, I just said, man, I so want, like, I want Ditalics stationery. I want Ditalics uh, T-shirts. And somebody did write back with a T-shirt seriously the day the show dropped, which was, I mean, the, so things like that are kind of amazing. I mean, most of the things that, if you're talking about the stuff that came out of our show, I mean, we're never like, okay, this is going to be a thing. It's just like all of a sudden it ends up being a thing. Like the lawyer in a shower curtain. Or the power of positive thinking for negative results. That's another yeah. one that I really like. That's, yeah. that's my favorite. I will push that one forever. Oh, it, it, remember somebody did, uh, somebody did a book cover for um, uh, Commodore Decker. And and I forgot exactly what it was, but we, we had some something about his command style. and then, and we then met, No, we mentioned something about his management style. Yes. Right. There was a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, didn't somebody do somebody did one for Cybok as well? Yes, I want to say. Um, right, I can't remember what it was. Release, release your pain, <laughs> or something like that. Give me your pain, yeah. or something yeah. along those lines. So yeah. it's weird what kind of takes on a life of its own. I mean, when we we alternate writing the recap of the episodes and sometimes the inspiration will just sort of be there, like you're going along, just sort of writing a rough plot outline, and then a song comes on in iTunes like, oh, okay, I'm now going to rewrite this with all song lyric references, or I'm going to rewrite this with video game reference. And it's just like us amusing ourselves. Um, 
In fact, yeah. it was fun for you, don't do it. That's that's the credo of the podcaster right there. None of this preparation is the cornerstone stuff. It ain't fun. I quit. I quit. Well, it, it's so funny that just the other night, so we're we're getting the next phase ready to to output. And Ken has his job and I have my job, and then they kind of come together <clears throat> approaching midnight on a Wednesday night. And um I just right none of this came up in the episode at all but as soon as I said next phase to myself it was like oh okay well now all the lyrics to Billy Joel's still rock and roll to me are in my head <laughs> and they won't stop being in my head unless I write it down so that became crazy anyway yeah yeah so then that became a part of the show description but then it also became a part of the show and the computer went insane just spouting off lyrics and that that's how it happens yeah, usually at a yeah feed state computer. about 11 p.m on a wednesday night yeah <laughs> so so you guys uh, oh go ahead ken 11 p.m on a wednesday night weeks ago because we're never just editing the show right up until the minute it comes out no <laughs> that, no nothing like that whatever happened no. ever either with no. us right mm. winters yeah <laughs> i know I just got yelled out for not having a specific time. <laughs> the time drop, yeah. The time. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. we'll we'll pick that up offline, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> we because uh, we say Monday, right? Can I saw your that you like you raised the brow like I the brow. Um, we we say Monday, but we don't. I, you know, I, we try to get it out by like early a.m. on Monday. Um, yeah. And Kenna yelled at me for for not for like, what are you doing in the afternoon? It has to be a certain time. And her voice went into that kind of, it went just like that. I it was scary for my <laughs> for my daily show that I do. It's done when it's done, and it's out when it's out. It never comes out before midnight Pacific, but it might not come out until five a.m. Pacific. It just depends on when I actually finish the show. Uh, Mission log and most any other show that I'm on. I mean, it has a it has a it should have a drop dead time. We actually did miss yeah. it by about thirty minutes this week, but it's 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 midnight um, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. On, on Elijah just got a video. I told you so. <laughs> but here's the thing: most people don't even notice. I mean, that that's the other thing yeah. too. I mean, people who are used to it being there at a certain time know yeah. that it's there at a certain time. Important, clever but... people notice. <laughs> well, it, it, it's happening nice. as you know, midnight Pacific time. Uh, but there's one guy in Reykjavik. Who, who's up just waiting for that show to drop. Mm. Oh, right. please. There are like five people in the UK. <laughs> there, there are. There are. For real. Yeah. So, Worldwide yeah. audience of over a dozen. That's what we priority <laughs> one. Exactly. You know, speaking of, uh, you know, priority one celebrating its, its milestone, you guys had a, a 200th milestone as well. Um, you know, in the years that, that you've been doing it, you know, we're... we're pushed by our listeners you know like this is this is very much now become a uh, a dialogue with them and we've had some great experiences with them uh what 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 do you, are there any moments that you can recall with a listener either at a convention or offline that just kind of stands out to you mm. um yes yes <laughs> <laughs> Moving wow. on. Okay. <laughs> what are those? What's what yours, John? In Vegas. No, it, <laughs> you know, it, it's um, it's interesting to hear from people online, and then meet them in real life, mm. uh, because some people who I feel like are um, 
either you can't read their tone online or they're they're a little uh, I don't know the, uh, just maybe taking things a little too seriously online but then you meet them in person and, and you kind of drop your guard a little bit and relax and see each other as human beings I've had that experience a couple of times which is nice what's really interesting to me is when we'll be at a convention and we will see the same people now for four years straight mm-hmm. um, and very often they will come up and kind of say the same things to us, uh, which sometimes is along the lines of, uh, I still disagree with everything you say, Mm -hmm. but I still listen to the show, (laughs) you know? Um, And I think we try to... They like the what? Argue with the radio. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and we try to remind people, at least I try to remind them online, uh, saying, you know, this show is not a competition. <laughs> it's not um, it's not an encyclopedia. We're not telling you exactly what you should take. It's just us, it's just me and Ken, trying to figure out what we think is going on here. Mm-hmm. You think something different? That's great. And if you think that a lot, and you feel like you need to get it out to the world, then please say it on our website or start your own podcast might be a great opportunity for you you know um uh, but yeah i mean i I don't want to go too much into specifics about meeting people but i I don't know there there are a few that that stand out i I know for you as well ken you know we we see people year after year um there were there were there were two things that stuck out for me there was one and it's it's all just interpretation, right? I'm watching an episode and I hear something in it. And a lot of times I'll see or hear something in an episode that John doesn't and vice versa. Uh, we got an email from somebody recently and I won't go into it because it's not my story to tell. But he actually said that something that we said had changed his life for the better. And to hear his story, um, it's actually ridiculously humbling to, mm-hmm. to think that that we could have even had a part in something like that. Right. Um, the, the moment that I don't feel weird at all sharing is we did have somebody who, when he heard that we were going to be at the Star Trek convention, he and his, I can't remember his wife or girlfriend, were doing, a, were doing sort of a, a, a Southwest and West Coast uh, road trip. And when they heard that we were going to be in Vegas, uh, he rerouted his trip because he wanted us to sign his Star Trek wallet. Yeah. And that was weird because he knew that there was a Star Trek convention and we weren't in Star Trek, but he went ahead and replotted his course so that we could sign his wallet. And that's like, okay, we have a friendship that I don't even know about. <laughs> but that's kind yes. of a neat that's kind of a neat yeah. thing, right? I mean yeah. there's a there's an intimacy around radio and around uh, even more so I think around podcasts because radio it's sort of like well if I'm up every morning at 7 then I'll listen to the same DJ and that's great there's a different thing about podcasts though because I mean we started joking about a year ago or maybe a little bit less we are your Star Trek pals and that's the thing we are I mean you guys are too certainly but I mean we I mean we we're, we're always there whenever somebody catches us and like I would imagine we still constantly get emails from people who say, I found your show six months ago and I just caught up. 
That's 200-something <laughs> episodes, dude. <laughs> but, you know, episodes to catch up on. people drive cars a lot. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it's an amazing thing. Or they have, like, you know, there are plenty of people that we hear from, honestly, who have, like, data entry jobs and things like right. that where they can just listen to something else. Um, it, it's it's really strange, the, uh, the relationships that we have that we're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. You remember at the convention uh, this past year, Ken, when... The guy came up with, uh, it was like a 1973 Lincoln Enterprises mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wow, you, you're going to let me. I'm sorry, John, you cut out at the description of what it was he brought up to you. No, he oh, said, okay. I remember it, though, and uh, I do, so don't 19- worry about it. <laughs> he brought, like, a 1973 <laughs> newsletter from uh, Lincoln Enterprises. Oh, okay, okay. And... And I thought that was cool, and I, I just to hold it. I thought, wow, thank you. You're you're letting us touch this artifact. That that's great. And he wanted us to sign it, and and he took it to some of his other favorite podcasters. I think it was uh, Dan and Bill from Trek Geeks. Love those guys. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and he was saying, you know, I'm taking this around to the people who mean something to me now, vis-a-vis Star Trek. Yeah. And I th- that was amazing. It's, like, it's what Ken is describing. Like it's this sort of this sort of family uh, of people that you don't even know about. These friendships you don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And again, we continue on into 2017. Any any plans for 2017? Anything you yeah, got on the docket? One or two. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> Well, um, you guys are as cryptic as the cryptic devs with your... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we have stuff planned for the next year, but we can't tell you about it. We want to do Actually, things. What, things like, in, you know, in celebration of, of TNG, you know, uh, conventions, things like that, What you know, what's on the docket? Uh, I can... Well, I can tell you that Vegas, for sure. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that we're also kind of always looking at what conventions would have some impact uh ken you and elijah you did uh north northeast what was it northeast star trek and all the i don't even remember what it was called <laughs> there was a start yes northeast trek con northeast trek con in, in albany yeah. new york in albany. yeah yeah, yeah. It, was so, a you know, we, fun. it was a yeah it was a very 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 small show but we got to connect with uh, well a lot of the people that were there repeatedly which i mean sort of makes it sound like I, if that sounds bad at all, I don't mean for it to. It was a, it was an amazingly um, intimate gathering, I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, like, you go to Vegas, and it's like, hey, there's that person at that table, there's that person at that table, and you see them, but you don't necessarily get to talk to them. We got to hang out with um, J.G. Herzler and, and, and Rick Sternbach and, and, and Michael Jan Friedman. And... Michael Jan Friedman? Is that right? Um it was, I mean, it was, and, and it was also just, it was neat to hang out with Elijah, honestly. And then, and then the people that we talked to, I mean, the people who came up as well, I mean, it, it was exactly what I hoped it would be people who didn't know about either of our shows. And mm-hmm. so we were able to kind of make that connection that way, yeah. which was, um, which was something. So I personally would like to see, you know, do a bunch more smaller shows, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was this, uh, you know, to echo that too. He, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, there was one uh, gentleman that we were talking to who had played Star Trek Online years ago and then just got back mm-hmm. in. And I, I, I've been recently playing again over the holidays. And um, I open up my in-game mail, and it's it's the guy. And he's like, "Hey, you know, we met at at uh, the Northeast Convention in Albany. Um, can, you know, can I get a fleet invitation?" Um, 
it's things like that with with the smaller conventions that allow for that kind of, uh, uh, that intimacy definitely helps right because it, it allows almost a networking where they then share it with their friends and it becomes a more um, dynamic wow. experience for for the listener yeah um, and it was like cool hanging out with you too Ken <laughs> yeah, that was um, and, and I can tell you this, you know, Roddenberry wants to do more with podcasting in the coming year mm-hmm. and uh, whatever shape that will take. We've looked at a lot of opportunities and we're, we're still kind of kicking that around. I think Ken and I know that we'd both be insane if we ignored the fact that Discovery is coming out in a few months. So, you know, something to be said, something to be done around that. We'll figure out exactly what that might be. And... Um, and you know, and, and you guys, priority one, not so bad yourselves. Maybe, oh, uh, you. maybe some opportunity for a little more collaboration down the road. Cool, I'd, I'd, we'd love that. Absolutely, I, I think we would all love have, that. Have your people call John's people. All right, <laughs> man, I'm Elijah's people. Man, that <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, uh, I don't want to take up you know so much of your day i want to thank you for stopping by here and celebrating our 300th with us it's it's a real honor to have you you guys are great uh so fun to talk about star trek talk about our shows talk about the experience that is star trek for us uh thank you thank you so much thanks for having us seriously absolutely pleasure Again, thank you for joining us for our 300th uh, episode celebration. 300. <laughs> so many. That's, that's so many episodes. So many episodes. The best. We're the best episodes. The best, the, the the best huge, 300th. The huge, huge episodes. Huge episodes. Huge episodes. Terrific. Terrific I, episodes. I hear many good things. Great things. Great things with the episodes. Um, again, a big thanks to uh, Ken Ray and John Champion of Mission Log Podcast for opening our celebrations here on this Saturday. Thank you again so very much. You can catch them on missionlogpodcast.com. Make sure you go over there and subscribe and listen to them as well. They offer some amazing insights uh, as they go through the entire episodic series that is Star Trek, beginning with the original series and on through... The next generation and, and all the PSM, films, all the films, yeah, yeah. and yeah. yeah, like I, I was not kidding. It's gonna take them. It was gonna take fourteen years before Discovery happened. Right. So just yeah. add Discovery talk, onto that. Talk about commitment. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the other thing too that we didn't mention or get to talk about with them is that. Uh, they also do supplemental inter- – well, they talked a little bit about it with the, the Bob Orsi. Um, they do supplemental interviews where they uh, will bring on mm. Star Trek notables. You know, um, I remember Ken talking about um, you know, one, one, a memorable story that um, Marina Sirtis had shared with them regarding her time on The Next Generation. And um, So check those out. You don't want to miss them. Hashtag check it out. And again, that's missionlogpodcast.com. Uh, joining us this hour, or until 4 o'clock Eastern, is Star Trek Online's lead designer, Al Captain Gecko Rivera. Al, thank you so much for joining us and celebrating 300 episodes with us. Thank you, Elio. Good to be here. Congratulations on 300. Crazy. Can you believe right. it? 300 I'm, I'm tweeting now. Uh, uh, or, uh, uh, where, where can people join this? Twitch.tv. I uh, we I actually just mentioned you in a tweet, so it may. Okay. I don't know if that's easier for you. Um, but that's okay. Twitch.tv forward slash Priority One. <laughs> Everybody share. 
Everybody go yeah. and tweet and share and, and let everybody know that we're celebrating live on Twitch.tv on this snowy day if you are in the northeast, on the rainy day if you are in the northwest. Rainy everywhere. Rainy everywhere, snowy, rainy. It's January. And a nice sunny day here in Ireland. Oh, that's nice. We're also pretty sunny in Kansas too. But the cloud, the skies are not cloudy all day in Kansas, as everyone knows from the song, right? And seldom has heard a discouraging word. Anyone? No? No. I've, no, no. Thing. Okay. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> hey, Elijah, I gotta get in there and, and I gotta I gotta I gotta fix those pips on you. Oh, they messed up, man. I know, right? It was bugging me earlier. I was like, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I feel better. I feel better. Okay. Are they I, stayed on there since I put them on at Vegas? Do you remember that? I yeah. put I put those on you yeah. at Vegas, and yeah. if, unless you've taken them off. No, I haven't taken them off. These are so, these are so still. I'm proud, to, I'm proud to announce that the that team got me a gift. They bought me. Uh, it's not here yet. They bought me uh, um, Cosplay Sky STO uniform as awesome. a present. Nice. Yeah. Which one did you get? Did you get the Odyssey? Uh, I got the, no. I they they wanted to get me Odyssey, but but I I, I wanted the Sierra um, in blue. This so, one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! You guys will match. <laughs> oh yeah! So but it's not. It's not. So. Um, oh man, that's epic! Oh, that's so cool. Are you going to Vegas? Uh, um, I will be going to Vegas. As far as I know, uh, I've talked with Rukosa, and you know, STO will be there at Vegas with the booth. That's our plan. Plans may change. It's pretty, still pretty early, but uh, mm -hmm. we're 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 generally counting on going. Um, I will be there. I may not be there the whole time. I may only be there for a day because of other commitments. But um, but I will uh, most likely be there so I can support my new STO uniform. Nice, very nice. cool. That's awesome. I bet Jace is excited if if Jace heard that because Jace is uh he's wearing the he has a science blue too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you get it custom tailored? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've already got red, so. Yeah, command red. So I needed the blue one. Uh, also, I, I mean, blue is my favorite color, and like, I'm, I'm kind of I'm wondering if I have the uh, if I have the courage to just kind of wear it as a just as a regular jacket. It's um, you could, you could. Oh, did you make sure that they did not add the the um, they add a pip? They yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't put fake pips and badges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's what I had to do when I uh, when I. I don't it. know where I'm gonna get pips from for that though, but I had these three D printed. Oh, 3D printed. Yeah, yeah. I can see if um, it was uh, Tommy Craft who did um, the fan film Horizon. Don't worry, don't worry. Cryptic knows all about 3D printing. We got it under control. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair <laughs> enough, fair <laughs> enough, fair <laughs> enough. I'm going to try Too not soon. to say anything disparaging. <laughs> we got so, a guy. We got, we got a guy. We got a guy. We got some guy working on it. Um, so, uh, everyone, we are, if you're if you're a fan of Star Trek Online, we are in uh, Q's Winter Wonderland on the ice in instance number 18. Um, you're welcome to join us there. And um, I'm going to just, like, I don't know, hit dance or something. I'll just dance mix. Let's do it. Um, all right. So, Al. How are you? Yeah. How are things? You doing well? I'm doing really well. Good. Um, Good. Uh, we had a uh, we had a uh, nice break for the holiday. Uh, I, I usually go away for the holiday. I didn't go away this year. I'm seeing, um, so I think we're gonna go. I'm gonna do a nice big uh, sabbatical. I'm gonna go off on a big sabbatical, uh, maybe around April. Go to. I'm going to Hawaii for like wow. three or four weeks. Nice. I've been at Cryptic for 14 years now, and so I think it's time that I took a sabbatical. 
Wow, that's 14 fair. years. That's fair. 14 years. Yeah. Crazy. Star Trek for nine. Wow. wow. That's nuts. Well, congratulations. You deserve it. You deserve a well. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward. Looking forward to that. I've never been to Hawaii. Okay. So, so, Me neither. Uh, yeah. I'm looking, so I'm looking forward to just just unplugging yeah. for a while. Cookie Cupcakes knows all about Hawaii. You should uh, get in touch with her. I bet she could tell you yeah. all the all the cool spots. Yeah. And she was out there for weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many weeks. So uh, why don't we go ahead and jump right in? Um, we have some questions to ask you. You know, things okay. about the story. I'll see about... what I can. I can. I can see what I can do to answer. Yeah, answer absolutely. Them. And um, uh, let's, I... let's 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 start with. I have questions for you guys, so I know who oh, my audience ooh. is right now. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Starting with the questions. Okay. Well, I need to know uh, how how current is everybody? Leo. <laughs> yeah so every I, I i i can't i can't speak for everybody but everybody's the rest of you guys are current right i'm i'm i'm, I'm catching up from about october because um i don't know if you know al but i recently moved countries yeah um, so i don't i don't know why you did that because uh i mean <laughs> you got the brexit thing on, and then you got here and then all of a sudden everything goes nuts so i think i'm blaming you yeah but you know what uh i'm, I'm in florida now so it's um it's not oh, yeah. snowing so it's not snowing yeah it's but not snowing watch out um, for florida guy yeah, Florida, well, I, I watch out for all the Florida guys, but um, <laughs> hello, anyone in Florida. Um, but yeah, uh, no, so I'm, I'm catching up from October. So, okay, yeah, that was, but that's, we're, we're glad to have you and uh, uh, welcome. But you've been here, you lived here before, right? Uh, yeah, years and years ago. Okay. Um, but uh, there's been, you know, of course, Agents of Yesterday. Mm -hmm. And did you get through all of Agents of Yesterday? I got through Agents of Yesterday, and the problem is that then I stopped, and then I've gone to console, so I'm I'm actually okay, leveling up on console. All going, going over on console. Did you so so you finished all? You got through not just the beginning, but you got all the way through to Ragnarok on on uh, excuse me on uh, on Agents. Uh, of not Yesterday. on the not on the one tune. I went on my main character to do okay. um, Ragnarok and all those. Yeah. Slight differences if you play it on your main versus if you play it on a TOS character, but more or less mm -hmm. the same. We'll have to get um, there. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to agents of yesterday coming out on console so that i yeah. can do that on console now yeah we, we are we're all looking forward to that <laughs> um yeah that that's uh that will happen uh not soon trademark but but real soon actual soon soon actual soon good yeah. and that's uh um and then we'll be pretty uh the game the games will be pretty pretty uh pretty in sync at that point with just yeah. a, just a, a regular a, a, a expected delay pc and then a few months later mm. well you guys have been have been catching up really really fast i mean the content that's coming out on console is coming out so fast like yeah. every every week it's uh, two or three new things that we're that we're that we're saying is now now been released on console now released go and get it go and get it so there's a lot of stuff to catch up on particularly ships mm. and lock boxes and things like that and yep. and, and Maps and and and, uh, and fleet things. So, well, well. Um, so so there's been a lot of little things that had to go just to get it current. We didn't want to throw it all at once. It's an overwhelming experience for someone who's just brand new. And and uh, so yeah, it's getting. It's it's. Uh, there was a schedule from the beginning just to get it so that way we'd be in sync. And then mm -hmm. we, and then we'll have it. And then then it'll be more or less in sync with the PC with just a slight delay. Really, the, the on agency yesterday, the the hard part was um, was. Uh, there's well there's a lot of ui conversion but then there's a lot of um 
electrification for the new you know, new lighting mm-hmm. and all the maps and all that kind of stuff so so there's a little bit of delay there but content won't ha- uh console won't have to wait too long good all right so i have a um and no, okay, so I haven't. You know, I haven't played in, in a little while. It's been. It's been. But you've been uh, playing a little bit. I've been playing over the holidays. Yes, yeah, so I've been playing quite a bit over the holidays. Um, now here's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to start a new character. I didn't want to begin from scratch. So what I chose to do was play the story missions from the beginning again. I wanted to remind myself the arc of the story. Unfortunately, I came across some issues. Because I'm pulling up the mission journal now so that people can see it on our Twitch stream. Um, the mission journal, when you go to episodes and it starts to outline the missions for you, doesn't it doesn't do it in order of your mission. It doesn't do it in order of story. So for instance, Guys, it just it moves. Okay, so I started with Klingon, then I moved. Then then what was happening was that yesterday's war mm-hmm. was slotted between Klingon and Wasteland. Right. So I did that, but I I had then I started going through the story and I had no idea what was happening. Because in theory, you go Klingon, Wasteland, Romulan, Cardassian, Breen, Borg, New Romulus. I do remember that. Those were the that was the core storyline. Then there's a separate section here that shifts around quite a bit. It's like Solanay, ye- then yesterday wasn't there, Delta, Iconian, then down here, Future Proof, and the New Frontiers. So so it's it's just take yesterday's war out of the equation. Everything's in order as you would expect it. So yesterday's war is a little special. It's an arc that you don't play straight in a row. It's an arc that first unlocks at the end of Klingon War, and then that's where you want to play the core of the matter. And then Wargon Conclusions opens up, uh, I forgot, like right before, right after uh, Solene, and then Terminal Expanse opens up right after Iconian War. So that that arc that arc is is separated because that is what we tried to do. Uh, what we were experimenting with was when we did when we did Legacy of Romulus. Um, we put all the content in the beginning, so it was like level one through twenty or twenty something, and then then you were done. There was no there was no end game content for for Legacy of Romulus. So once you finished that, the rest of the content was the same. So what we experimented with was this time put uh, you know the beginning experience for for uh, Agents of Yesterday, and then sprinkled multiple episodes throughout. Um, throughout the throughout your progression you know every every 10 or 15 levels or something like that and then something at the end which is ragnarok um which is the finale um and so we wanted that to be to so we were trying to figure out a clever way to make it so you had these episodes they were all part of the same arc but they didn't all um we didn't want you as soon as you got to finish klingon war to play all of yesterday's war we just wanted you to have one and we thought, well, we could just put that episode at the end of the thing on war, um, like just put core of the matter at the end of, of, of Temple of, uh, of Klingon War, and then Vorgon conclusions at the end of uh, wherever that occurs, uh, uh, end of New uh, Solomon or something like that. Um, 
but then, but they're not really then that then then they're not really part of that arc and so we thought they would get lost as far as seeing that there was more content available for for agents of yesterday so it was a kitschy little thing that we tried to do uh, it's unfortunate that it was confusing to you but well basically what you need to know is that you've got three episodes in yesterday's war um plus uh uh three episodes uh, excuse me uh I think two episodes or three episodes ever added to Future Proof. To, okay. Because, yeah, if I was playing from a brand new character and it started popping and pop- populating in as I was leveling, because it's it triggers by level, right? By mission and by level. Um, there's it, – it's – it's technically is gated by level, but it is um, – pretty much impossible to not meet the minimum requirement of a level for a mission so it's really just it's really just linear experience for leveling up you'll go from right it's triggered by episode um and uh i mean for instance if you were somehow if you were somehow not to level up and get through all the way through iconium war still be level three uh, you wouldn't be able to actually play iconium war but the the minimum requirement is is very generous right so that's hit a level block so i think so that's what happened so what happened to me then is that because i'm already level 60 these stories don't get sprinkled in instead it it gets automatically clumped up so then if you start if you start with 60 then yesterday's war will just kind of you'll just you you play yesterday's war you'll get core of the matter and then it will move and then you'll see yesterday's war move and you play work on conclusion yesterday's war is the only one you need to worry about it's three it's three episodes in there the the uh, the journal it'll move in the journal and you play core of the matter of work conclusions and terminal experience right which happened straight one after another for me after i had and yeah that's fine that that works perfectly fine and then go right into future proof and then you can play through future proof Except it ruined his immersion. Well, no, it's it, it's it's the it's the it's not linear on the mission journal for a level sixty admiral. Is what I'm saying. No, it should be. I'm not sure what you're experiencing, um, but it should be that it, it'll it'll you'll play core of the matter and then it will move and then you can play broker conclusions and then it'll move and then you can play terminal expanse and then you can play future proof and it should just if you just play them in order on the journal it should work but i'll take a look at it to see what's what, what's what's yeah, uh, like a- if you're seeing any quirkiness but uh, it's been a while since i've looked at that okay Cool. So but, why don't we get into but, some... But, here, but just to answer, just what you just play, play, play yesterday's war, play those three episodes, then play, then play future proof. And okay. Be fine. All right. So okay. So yesterday's war. Now I need to move into future proof. That's what I got to do. Yeah. Okay. And then and then that that concludes the agents of yesterday story arc, okay. and then you can move into the new arc, which is the new frontiers, and that starts. That's the that's the new arc. That's that starts going forward. Starts with echoes of light. Um, and it's got a little handshake episode between it's a kind of between uh, um, uh, uh, agents yesterday and the new arc going forward. And this will be the new arc that will bring us through for the next you know, year or so. Okay. I did enjoy Echoes of Light, by the way. Just that it was more I, of a calmer diplomatic mission mm-hmm. and kind of a uh, exploration. I, I base. really, I really, I really enjoyed working on that one. Um, it was, it was really kind of meant to feel kind of like a TNG episode. Yeah. 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 That came across, or I think that came across. Yeah. No, no, I it was, agree. It was kind of, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, an homage to, you know, the 30th anniversary of TMG, right? Okay. Kind of tied up to that. Yes. All right. We'd be quite happy if we, if we get more of that. <laughs> TMG is yeah. my favorite series, so. It's a lot of, it's a lot of people's favorites. Right? Yeah. Why don't, uh, why don't we move into some community questions? Let's talk about what, um, what All right, they, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Go ahead. How about, uh, Kenna, Skiffy, Winters? 
Yeah. Um, I am actually shooting a snowman right now, so okay, I'll be we're right doing a show. Is that what all that clicking? Is? I hear <laughs> clicking. From yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, because I was standing on the lake like I should have been, and then I got disconnected, and then I got reconnected like right in the middle of a snowman fight, and and it was just. Chaos. I think Winter Wonderland was a bad idea. I say we go to Risa. Let's All right, can do that. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Okay, can do that. Um, while we're doing that, why don't I find why don't I find us a good a good question to kick us off then? Um, so uh, let's see. Let's 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 start with the first one. And a lot of these have been asked by our community um, over the past couple of months. We kind of keep them on file for for when we get a chance. Um, and the first one here is, um, what does the next sort of six months to a year look like? For, for Star Trek Online. So, um, you know, very, very general general things um, like where, you know, the story arcs that are coming up. I know you've already mentioned we've just started a new story arc. Um, where is that going to take us? And, you know, uh, maybe how does it how does it kind of dovetail in with the 30th um, anniversary of TNG? Okay. Um, so, yeah, so as I mentioned, we've got the... Uh... The, the new the new arc that started with New Frontiers called Echoes of Light, and mm -hmm. uh, that features um, you know, Kamarki from uh, from the Lucari system who we met mm -hmm. uh, a while back. Uh, Voiced by the lovely Kipley Brown. Yes, by Kipley Brown, who was in who's in Star Trek Continues, and who also was uh, was was in Enterprise in, in guest star in Enterprise. Mm -hmm. um, so we first saw her in Future Proof in Sunrise, and so she's back. And uh, she'll be part of the arc for a little while. We're going to be following her journey. So she's basically, you know, she's going out there into uh, Galactic North, which is why if you've seen on Tribble that we're, you know, we've got the uh, the new sector, the new, mm -hmm. uh, uh, new, new not, not new oh, sector, yeah. but we've expanded the Alpha Quadrants a little yeah. bit, right? More Galactic North. So we're going to be, actually, some of the episodes we've had before will kind of get moved into there if that okay. happened already. Um, so, uh, so, so, so we're heading that way, and yeah. um, so New Frontiers kind of sets the tone of what we're of what we're doing. Who who has? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk a little spoilers, but I'll, I don't want to give. We'll just I'll, spoiler alert. We'll just do. I'm, I'm guessing uh, Elijah hasn't gotten. I don't know if there, has everyone else played um, played the, the 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 latest Lucari episode, Echoes of Light. Echoes yeah. of Light. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's going to be Elijah. That's okay. <laughs> That'll set the tone. It's kind of setting the tone for the new arc, right? Yeah. Going forward, um, and uh, so we'll follow that story. The story arc's written out till about 2018, um, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, so so far, um, and uh, so this this we'll, we'll see an episode every you know like uh, um, like we normally do about every three months. Although there's one or two that might be a little extra bonus, so we might see a couple extra along the way. Um, there's a few one-offs that we made as well that has nothing to do with the arc, um, or one we made, one we're planning on making as a one-off. Um, of course, that always changes. And um, and we're going to, yes, we're going to really try to um, capture a little bit of TNG for the 30th anniversary, right? So, awesome. Um, so that'll be great. The TNG celebrities are really hard to get to, to, to work with. If we can get some TNG celebrities, that'd be great. No promises. Um, and uh, you know, we have we have plan A's and plan B's. If we get the celebrity, we'll take the story this way. If we get the celebrity, we'll take this the story this way. So we have plans and things work out and things don't. And sometimes they say, hey, I want I want I want fifty percent of the game, and then no, okay, we can't hire you. So 
Um, Can but, you please uh, try and figure out a way to get the like the Riker sitting in, like as an emote, so an like emote when you sit on your leg over? Yeah. I'm sure that'll that won't cause any problems. Um, <laughs> put, that, put that in a lockbox, hey. and you like make a mint. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and don't worry about clipping through chairs or anything. Nobody cares. No one cares. Just no, nobody, nobody, nobody cares. cares. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> the um, how would we do that? Um, because there, I mean, guess there's, I guess there are sitting emotes still, right? Um, yeah, you can sit yeah. in a bridge chair and a. Yeah, but you can. Well, that's different a... than an emote. Like you can sit in a bridge chair, but that's not an emote. That's you click on the chair and then it just the chair there has, has an emote. emote on it. There's, but then, yeah, but there's, there's, but then there yeah. are sitting emotes, and you can just sit and just sit anywhere, like in the air. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we could do that, but you know, wouldn't wouldn't necessarily line up with a chair. You heard it here first, Riker. Riker sitting emote. It's coming soon. Since we're on requests, I'd also like to request a website of scroll down to Sean. Captain um, Sean. Sure. Um, I don't know what Sean about, but I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> scroll down to Riker. You guys have not seen this? No. no. Oh. No. Oh right. yeah, where he's like, and you like zoom in. Scroll. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, I Ken hasn't see seen this. I've seen this. Oh, I, I've seen I'm this, sure I've I have. Seen this gift before. You've seen the gift before. I didn't know it was a scroll down thing. But it's it's a gift when he goes serious to has that that his oh yeah uh, his it's pinned face. on my Twitter account at okay. Astro1930. <laughs> if you if you'd like to go and check it it's out, it's Will Riker Riker Will. I, yeah. I just put the link in in our chat so that you guys can That's look crazy. at it, and you have okay. to scroll down multiple times down and up. Okay. So, so we'll be. Uh, um, we just as you saw as we just announced on Friday, we just got Tony Todd. Um, yeah. Uh, and so he'll uh, he'll be joining us for the next episode for the anniversary, uh, and uh, so that'll be exciting. Tony Todd has got just a very delicious voice. You know, he's really mm. and, uh, he's, he's got a delicious very voice. It's very delicious. That's, 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 that's a good. That's a good. Have delicious voices. <laughs> yeah, true. it's true. Uh, and um, so can he speak we'll probably, Spanish? We'll, we'll probably see. Uh, we're hoping to see more of him, more of him in the future. Um, mm. And uh, no, okay. So Al, you're you're like you're as far as I'm concerned, you're like a walking book of canon for me. Um, can yes. you? Because I was very confused by this because he he played Worf's brother. Yes, he in did. Star Trek: The Next Generation, mm -hmm. and now he's some other guy. Um, what what's uh, what happened? And, can you and, explain and, the transition uh, between Kern uh, and General sure. Rodek? I, I see somebody rolling around. Who was that? Someone gasped. Uh, yeah, that was me. Okay. What? It, I wasn't Elio because Elio never watched Deep Space Nine, so I, I'm sure. Have I committed some heinous <laughs> error or something? But no, so I watched Deep Space Nine. Nine. I just don't like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's Where's even the, worse. The That's not button? helping your case. There's a mute button here somewhere, I'll, right? I'm in your corner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Deep, Deep Space Nine. Man. So, um, so in uh, in in of course, Worf has gone back and forth between discommodated and not discommodated. This, you know, uh, this accommodated, not dis discontaminated and discontaminated. Okay, I can't even say anything. Can't yeah. speak he's, he's in and he's out, yeah. and then he's in again, right. and then he's out so, again. So he keeps getting because you know he he accepted discommendation in in TNG because for the good of the Empire, and then he gets it back, and then Mount, and then and then and then uh, Galron says, uh, "Now you're out again because you you you, you know." You, you're, you're, you you shamed you shamed it. So, so for a large bulk of of DS9, Worf is discombinated. So his brother is as well. His whole house, the house of Moog, is, is has no honor. So, 
so Kern, you know, he had his own he had his own house. He was he was heading the house of Moog, and he had all the Moog ships, and all of his lands and all of his ships were seized. And so mm. Kern goes to Deep Space Nine, and he asks Worf to help him commit suicide. Right? He, so he needs to do the ceremony, just like when Worf broke his back and asked Alexander to help him kill himself by stabbing mm. him with that weird knife. Um, yeah. Into uh, so so he asks Worf to to uh, help him commit suicide and and Worf, Worf does it Worf stabs him in the chest and kills him but of course uh, everyone you know they uh, they rush in and they save him and they resurrect you know they, they revive him and he's Kern wakes up all pissed off because they won't let him die and then Worf says I won't help you anymore um, and uh, you know but we'll try to find you a life here so they make him a security officer but as a security officer he just keeps trying to get shot he just he just he doesn't want to live he's lost his honor and uh and he does and but then uh and so so odo says a security officer with a death wish is not is not is not a, uh it's not someone i want on my team so 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 odo fires him and so he has no place to go and he's got he can't die and he can't live so Worf decides that he talks to martok and says um We'll, we'll erase his memory, we'll surgically alter his face, and we'll give him the place of this of this soldier, Rodek, who died. And Rodek is like a, uh, it's not, he's not in the house of, of, of Martok, but he's a, in from like a, an allied house of Martok. And okay. um, so Martok takes him in, he wakes up from surgery, and he has no memory and says, you were in a great battle, you lost your memory, I'm gonna help you. And so Martok takes him under his wing and, uh, and, ra- and, and helps raise him in, in, in this house. Mm-hmm. It's a small and noble house, but yeah. and, uh, so, so, so he's been living there for, uh, as, as, as Rodek for as long as we know, and, and, and up until 2011, apparently. So, um, 2411, excuse me. And um, so that's where we're gonna pick up that story with, uh, with, with, uh, with, with, uh, with Rodek. Okay. That's why he's like that. And so I like to fix things that are broken in Star Trek. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Filling in the blanks. Can you yeah. fix... Oh, so you're, you are fixing Deep Space test. Nine. <laughs> so if you want to you go to... If you want to start opening that can of worms. Uh, <laughs> see, you should have been on earlier when the Mission Log guys were on, because I don't know if you ever listened to Mission Log, but um, what are they, they try not to do, but one of the things they inevitably end up accidentally doing, especially in the really bad episodes... Uh, sorry, no, there are no bad episodes. The um, slightly weaker ones is that they end up trying to fix the story. <laughs> so, yeah. shouldn't they just have done blah? Um, and, and you'd be perfect for doing that. Well, I, I like to, I'll, I'll put it another way. I like to pick up loose threads or unanswered questions or, or un, you know, unfinished stories. Mm. Uh, and there are bad episodes because there's there's always thresholds. So, yeah. yes. That the- <laughs> That's the one where, where uh, actually it wasn't a bad episode, it was just a r- ridiculously bad ending. That's where, yeah, that's where, uh, where Tom Paris and Janeway that's the lizard turn, turn into one. lizards and have lizard babies and then leave these like evolved human lizard babies on this planet. I'm sorry, did they turn into geckos? They were they were kind of kind of gecko like. Actually, no, they're technically salamanders. So yeah, I, can't I get that credit, one confused. For that. Wait, did What's I understand? The one where did they I under- all de-evolve? Wait, did I just okay. make? Did I understand that you are going to be making a story about the salamander babies? 
it, it actually be, came up many times to, it to should do be a story with it. Like the Voth, all of a sudden, this whole world has been populated by these. You were sick. You didn't. You weren't. That was one of our little questions at the uh, at, at Vet Vegas. It yes, like, it was. Uh, it was yeah. one of the yeah. Which, which one of the which one of these is a is a Star Trek Online mission? And we gave a couple of real ones, and the fake one was the salamanders but mm -hmm. i think it was it wasn't the question like which ones was considered to be a yeah, uh, delta yeah, rising yeah. story because it was actually considered to be a delta rising story it just didn't make the cut so yeah um, it was a little too one-off we couldn't why weave it into the story um would have been too one-off but uh or well, that's okay, okay. That, that's that's no different than the voyager episode <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> weave into the story a little tighter so we're trying to try we're trying to pick it out we don't want to weave it in we so what were you asking, Kenny? Is was the one with the, the evolving was uh, was on uh, was on TNG. It was on TNG. And everybody just uh, when all their pre their different prions got activated by the Barkley protomorphic syndrome. But um, I can never remember the title of it because I hear threshold and I and I think of that um, one. The, the but the it's the title the title yeah. of that one um um it's going to be something catchy like like a ball or something like that anyone know anyone uh, do we have a live I've, chat or anything or is anybody oh yeah yeah, we're, yeah 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 well, if you go to the audience they'll know what it is if we yeah. Yeah. Twitch that TV. the only thing i remember from that episode is barkley like smacking himself on the glass engineering partition yeah, spider. Just like, yeah. Yeah. genesis yeah. genesis genesis there you go genesis genesis that is not Though. Sorry, it's a planet forbidden. So the uh, the other direction we're going to see the story go into is that we um, to, to get back to the original question was at the end of at the very end of uh, of Echoes of Light, um, we get teased with um, the planet was hit with a uh, with a proto matter device, mm -hmm. and that it had a Zinkethi signature. So yes. I think it's a pretty good chance that you're going to be seeing the Zinkethi. Now everyone's nope. gonna say, "Who's is in Kathy? Who 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 here knows it's in Kathy? You've had plenty of time to look it up." Um, it's another DS9 thing you wouldn't understand. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you can't look up memory alpha; doesn't count. To look Darn it! Now. Oh man! <laughs> no, I'm just the audio levels. This man, is technical I'm just, things yeah, I'm that's doing, all I'm doing here. Doing. <laughs> totally not typing in. Oh, I keep getting disconnected from Star Trek Online. <laughs> I can't even get in. I'm sorry. I can't even can't even connect. Okay. Um, so uh, was it Tony? Tony, I heard Tony say you know a little bit about Zinkethi, right? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, it's a, it's a DS9 thing. Elijah wouldn't understand, but they're you know, they're like a border species in that area. They're always stirring up troubles, and the Defiant always has to like patrol something, and you know. So, uh, things right. So we've never seen the Zinkethi on screen. Never, never actually. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Have we ever seen them before? Never this is a little right. bit like the Iconians in that way. Yeah, yeah a little like that. Kind of, so those are those are fun for us because then we can, you know, we get to, we get you to build them. You know, design them and model them and, and uh, however we want it. We still get to anchor it in canon. Mm. Um, I'd much rather do that than make up a, a, a brand new race from scratch. Uh, but. Um, it's uh, so we they, we what we know about this in Kathy is that the Federation had been at war with them in the past, uh, at least one time, possibly twice in the past, um, and uh, that's that's largely it from the show directly from the canon is that mm -hmm. that they, they we've had we've had some trouble with them. There was some mention of them during the during the war, but then there's some uh, behind the scenes information about them. Um, they're, the original, the, the creators in, uh, said that they were uh, armored uh, reptilian, lizard-like creatures. Interesting. Um, 
and and but then they uh, then there's a uh, a soft cannon book that mentions them that they're very very different in in the soft cannon book where they are um, a bioluminescent species that was very beautiful that almost that that had almost like fluid fluid movement a fluid skeleton i guess kind of like kiff from futurama or something but, mm. um and they had bio and had bioluminescence so that's those about the only three things we mm. know from star trek about Weird. about this and that we know that they are warlike and we know that they were they are either bioluminescent luminescent fluid moving creatures or armored lizards depending on which one you want to pick um, well i know which one will work nicer with the uh, new lighting engine no, so no. Okay. <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so, uh, uh, so, so we've we've you know we've we've spent a lot of time. We built them, and and we'll, we'll eventually be seeing them at some point. And what what, what it's going to be like, how that's going to work out, that'll be mm -hmm. a big uh, uh, that'll be part of a, a big reveal. So, hopefully everyone mm -hmm. will enjoy that. And, so, are we uh, going to see yeah. uh, we're going to see dragons too, right? Because you've got the Berengarius sector in the New Galactic North, and that's where the dragons live. So I'm looking uh, forward to the Neverwinter STO cross crossover. I think that the Neverwinter STO crossover and the Champions crossover could could uh, could happen. Maybe maybe we'll see that. Yeah, probably probably. Fantastic. Good. And we'll take it as a confirmation <laughs> and a promise. Coming soon, TM. Good. Everybody, write that down. Good. All mm -hmm. right. <laughs> Actually, I have another canon question. I'm sorry, Al. This is sure. a pain. Um, it has to do with that expansion. Because okay, so. Uh, I, don't, I haven't actually gone and gone on to Tribble and played it, so forgive me if I'm out of date. But um, there was a there was a Fisarius sector, and uh, that was that was that was going back to the Corbomite maneuver with the ship. But um, I was having a discussion with somebody about um, about the Fisarius and whether the first Federation was actually a thing, because we don't really. From recollection, we don't really hear about it. Baylock says he's part of the first Federation, but part of, yeah, he could have uh, just made that up, really. I, no, that's. <laughs> I, I think that was just a kind of a, uh, a a a writer weird glitch or something. Probably who wrote it on TOS didn't really realize that. I, I don't know what they were. I don't know what they were planning on doing with it. But yeah, it's just the first Federation is part of who Baylock and this little you know this little this little baby uh, you know. Orange juice drinking guy. Yeah. Orange juice, Tanya drinking, orange juice drinking, uh, um, uh, a brother like, of, uh, of um, not Potsy Weber, the other one. No, it is, yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't, no, I'm blanking on the actor's name right now. <laughs> <laughs> from, 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 from Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint, Clint Howard. Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard's brother, right? Uh, God, I had a pa panic oh, attack God. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. All right, we are live. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that, guys. My bad. It was an accident. Um, Technical problems. Technical yeah, the problems. stream broke. If you if you can say that Elijah hitting the button to can to to take the stream off the air. <sighs> being broken. You know what? Is it ID ten T error? Sorry, it was an ID ten T error. My bad. ID ten T error. The operator of the graphical user your graphical user interface. So. Uh, Fasarius in the First Federation, that's from the episode The Corbin Light Maneuver, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the classic, classic TOS episode. There's nothing particularly insidious or, or that, that, that I'm aware of, or any, or I don't think there was ever any plans to, because it was called the First Federation, having anything to do with the actual Federation. That's just the name of their group. Well, it's just the name of their group, but like, yeah. um, but we don't even know if they really existed or whether it was just that one sort of man baby 
Um, Declaring himself. Sure, sure. We'll just assume that they are, that there is a race of them. You know, he takes them to their ship at the end of the episode and shows them around and talks about things. Uh, but presumably, you know, Viserys is part of this restoration. It's been on, mm. it's been on canon maps before. We expanded our map to go a little bit north into the Alpha Quadrant, and that's about where the, you know, where Viserys was. So we started adding all the planets that were, you know, that, that we hadn't had before to add in there. So, so that's, so, so, so they're there. You know, and, if it helps, uh, if it helps, uh, William Shatner in one of his ghost-written books, uh, he talks about First Federation, so it's totally real. Uh, yeah, I mean, you that's mean the, like, the, the the books that didn't get published? No, there's a lot of books. Did they get published? Oh, oh right. my God, I read like two or three of them and went, "Wow, thank you." <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like Harlequin romance novels. Yeah, oh, really, Kirk, Kirk is in love with himself. Kirk is in love with himself. His character. Yeah, Kirk is in love with himself quite a bit. Little nuts. Um, but if you uh, if you were paying attention during, uh, uh, I, I believe this event has already ca- happened. Uh, I'm not sure what the status of it is right now, but um, because we added the the you know the, the TOS holding in for the fleets, there was an event to unlock uh, one, the, one of the uh, one of the science labs, and in there was Baylock's puppet. So as oh, yeah. things you can unlock in your in your uh, uh, in your TOS holding. And yeah. Baylock's puppet. It's it's uh, that's from that's the that's from that ship from uh, from that episode. And he's there. He'll be there on your holding. You can click on them, and he'll he'll uh, he'll recite lines from that episode. This is your you know you now have two minutes, and, and uh, <laughs> just like from the episode. And so it's great. You just it's got about five or six clips from the episode. It's a little little fun thing you can click on and see Baylock's puppet, just like it appeared in the, uh, in the episode. So he's fun. That's about it for the First Federation, as far as we know. Okay, sorry. I fr- Did it freeze for uh, you guys too, his video? Me? Am I frozen? No. No. frozen for me. Okay, okay, cool. Nope. I have an in living color. All right. What do we have next? Uh, I'll go with a question. Uh, one of our community questions is, is R&D currently being worked on so that we will be able to choose our own mods when crafting? Well, R&D is being worked on because if you're on Tribble, you can see that uh, we now have, uh, A, we've revamped kits, and now there is a new kit school. Um, there, uh, there, there have been, there is, there is designed for, for, uh, for um, expanding upon crafting that could, you know, could include something along those lines. Um, but it is uh, currently not being actively worked on. But I am 100% confident that that will happen in the future. Wonderful. That's good news. I actually, I like the, since I've been playing again, I really enjoy the uh, the way kits are now. I like that. I like it a lot. The yeah, I think it's, like it's yeah. something that we, you know, we realize that, uh, yeah, this, this um, we, uh, even though when we made it better, we kind of still made it a little a little harder and as we started moving it over to console you realize this this was just going to be too complicated for a console ui to, to slot things in there so so we just went with a much simpler model well and i i think one of my one of my restricting factors in the way it was previously was that there were some kit or sorry set bonuses that were tied to kit bags so if you wanted to slot different kit modules in those bags if you wanted a different loadout but that you still want to retain your set bonuses your loadout, you couldn't do it yeah, yeah. I think it also just made it really. It, I think it added a bit. It had a barrier of entry that I ended up having all these kits that had that were really good kits, but had different, you know, 
it added a level of calculus of like here's my here's yeah. my gems here's my here's my modules and 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 I could put two in this one and three in this one but I could put four in this one and two in this one and it just and, it, and then I never wanted to throw away any bags because I couldn't figure out which is the one that was most optimal so now it's yeah. just fun you slot in the power you like and then slot in the bag that you like yeah and and uh, um, that's the, uh, that's that's an example of uh, looks good on paper kind of design this sounds but, like fun and i i kind of remember you guys talking about this before it wasn't one of the discussions a year or two ago to to roll uh kit modules and devices into one long list or, or unify them into one i don't remember that i oh, think there was a, there was a point where oh that that what i remember was we had talked about some of the some of the module, some of the things, um, some of the, the devices that were special, like the Davidian staff and the uh, the pattern enhancer, the turn the which sure, are devices to turn those into modules. Uh, we, talked about, yeah. we weren't going to like roll off, roll them together, but just those special ones and just leave devices as consumables. But um, but we just knew people were going to be pissed off about it, so we just left it as it was. <laughs> it's just it's because then it yeah I mean because oh well I have to lose a pit power in order to use my dividing staff now and and I don't that's that's a much bigger nerf than me having to lose a hypo so so uh, so we get it so we just didn't make that change that's how I would have done it if I was to hit the reset button and then no one would have been the wiser but we decided not to was worth changing that but the overall right. kit revamp just makes everyone a lot better because you can slot now whatever you want. Uh, there's no restrictions, um, and you still get to maintain any special powers or bonuses. And then kit and kits themselves all now have, actually, every single one of them have some sort of passive effect, but before they didn't. So even a you know simple one has a, even a white generic kit bag will have a passive bonus. So uh, moving things along, uh, what's the next big thing that you think is or is going to get a revamp? And are there many other things in the game that you feel require a revamp? Um, the two probably biggest things in our sites are probably uh, PvP and crafting. Um, right. And, uh, so, so I think that's what you'll probably see when there's an opportunity for us. And that's always just that changes based on any number of things then mm -hmm. uh, we will um, uh, we will try to make an opportunity for those two uh, hopefully you'll see one of those before the end of the year can we talk about pvp a little bit because um it's something that always comes up um uh, it's some people are always asking about it um you know not talking necessarily about your plans but like if you had any if you had a hope for where we would be with pvp in a few years time like what would that look like are you talking like half of the player base is playing pvp regularly or we just got um you know uh more cues so there's a different effect or what would Im what would good look like well to you? i'll never make a prediction on whether or not what percentage of the player base actually might be playing pvp Hope, mm. whenever we make a new system we just hope that everyone will check it out but uh you know i certainly am not Naive to the fact that some people just don't want to play PvP, yeah. and, uh, and and that's fine. With games, it's it's fine. So, so what I, what what I what I personally like, uh, and what what I what I would like to see uh, from PvP is more of a uh, um, 
sometimes we call it IPVP, like indirect PVP or environmental PVP, where PVP isn't contingent entirely upon just zero-sum game. I shoot you, you shoot me. Um, mm -hmm. Where more it's a here's a here's here's a here's a scenario. We can call it a queue, you can call it a raid, you can call it whatever, you can call it a match, whatever you want to call it. Here's a scenario, and there's objectives, and whoever wins, you know, there's objectives for side A and side B. You don't have to PVP to do it. You can, but the objective mm -hmm. is really to get, like, maybe it's re who can rescue the most civilians or who can whatever. And if conflict arises from that, then it, uh, then great. But if it if it's uh, if uh, if not, then then you know then that's fine. You can still win. So mm -hmm. or that there's parts in that scenario where some people like I don't want to be the PVPer, but I want to contribute. So I'm going to go and do this stuff over here, and you guys who in the DPS league can go and just kick this out of everyone else over on that side. But I'm going to go ahead and make sure everything's safe and the civilians yeah. keep moving over here. Can we say that on this show? It's already uh, moved yeah. 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 It's um, out there now. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's how I'd like to see PvP. That, so mm. that way we could... I like that. I, as a not as a, like, I am not a hardcore PvPer myself. I, I used to be... Um, and uh, but uh, I, I've lost my competitive edge. Um, I did not just Star Trek Online, but just ge in, in general as a as a as a gamer. I was you know I played a lot of Quake. I played a lot of played a lot of, uh, of, of Dota. I played a lot of uh, um, 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 Warcraft Three um, and uh, and and those sort of things and uh, um, and, and Unreal. So, but then I, I I lost my I lost my taste for it a little bit as far as trying to be competitive for those sort of, those sort of things. So I tend to like PvP and exploration experiences myself and story driven experiences now as I as I've changed as a game like grown as a gamer. Um, and so, but I, there's a lot of fun in PvP, but there's such a barrier of entry um, and such an intimidation factor. I couldn't mm -hmm. compete with, and most people probably can compete with people who are in the DPS league and people who are just all about min max and PvP and and trying to balance that uh, for a game that's that's seven years old um, is really hard right we have a huge there's a huge delta between a level 60 player and you know new level 60 player and a seven-year-old level 60 player yeah there's a huge um, difference a huge difference and we could artificially change that well that doesn't feel good for the person who's invested for seven yeah. years um, we can put them into rankings you know as far as like okay we'll have gear scores or stuff like that mm -hmm. um, that's that's hard and you and then you segregate and then you further kind of bifurcate all the audiences into different chunks mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and and there are games that spend their entire development cycle making that work right that's just they spend we're gonna make a game that's all about that and they spend two three years making that happen that's not an investment that we're we're gonna be able to do so I'd like to see a system that that allows that allows all types of players to participate in this experience um, together. I'm, I'm going to pitch you an that, idea. Well, I'm going to pitch you an idea. I'm going to pitch you an idea. The, 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 it, this was part forum thread from a long time ago, part discussion I think you and I had a couple of years ago. But start off with tier one ships, white weapons only, and start balancing the PvP from there. That way anybody who just who walks into the game can PvP, and people who are years and years of experience who know all the ins and outs will have an edge even though they're using the same equipment. I think that will start bringing people a little more into it to know that it's there is a skill difference. It's not equipment; well, it really is skill at that point. Well, and the, the other thing I'm thinking of too is that I like like you, Al. I don't I don't have that competitive edge. I mean, the 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 final 
burnout for me when I had the, the, the stow burnout was that I became obsessed with that DPS thing. Oh my God, can I go over 40 or 60, 70? Oh my God, and how much more? Um, and it's so it's not for all players. However, can't, can't there be both, right? Can't there be like, you know, that what you're describing and what I really like is that there are multiple objectives and if you need to engage the enemy, you engage, but also then a game where it is just shoot them up, you know, whoever fights, fights. So, so look, let me also just put a little caveat here. Your question was how would, how would you know, what is the thing that I would love to see PvP become? Yeah, this it. is just kind of like, this yeah. is me talking. So this is not a got design, it, it, this is not a commitment. I want yeah, to just throw yeah, out yeah. that caveat. Uh, um, yeah. But but these are the kind of things that I would like to see happen and, uh, and how that might turn out, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, you know, was, it, was that Tony mentioning as far as uh, you know, uh, easing people into PvP. We've talked about things like uh, um, uh, a system where you know, some game, other games do this, where you say, when you get to level 20, you say, lock my level, and I just cannot level up anymore. And people like to do that because they um, they like to play at that level, and then they can PvP at that level, or they can or they can do con uh, raid content or whatever content at that level uh, as an experience to uh because it, it's the it's it, things haven't gotten out of control and crazy spot. yet and yeah. kind of a, find the sweet spot that they like so we've talked about features like that um uh, we've also talked about things like um a beat we call it beat critter where somebody plays the board cube and everyone gets to you know yeah monster play so we just make this really overpowered board cube that one player can play or or five of them or some some monster ship um and and uh, and so that one is just balanced for whatever experience we want and then players can come and try to destroy it so it's another type of uh, pvp experience that i think can be fun without you having to worry about um you know this is as much having to worry about dps because we made an experience that is that is more like a queue than would be a um than would be a pvp experience because we have a boss monster already made um so, so we've talked about a couple of different things. Generally, like I said, I just kind of like I kind of like the stuff that involves more objective-based that that um, allows for conflict with PvP but doesn't require it. I, I, coming from other games experience, though, I think part of the worry that people would have is that if you allow for the player conflict, there are always going to be those people that choose it, and, and then it sort of interferes with people that would prefer to avoid it. Somebody like uh, like me, I would probably go, well, let's go rescue a bunch of civilians, but then someone's going to come in and blow me up because they want to get to the civilians first. And that, it's, um, sure, it's that I mean... It's if it's going to be a PvP map. There's going to be a, there's going to be an opportunity for conflict. But I think if you build a map properly, you can say that you can have regions where this is the Klingon area, or this is Area A, and this is Area B. I don't want to imply Klingon versus Fed because the population is too imbalanced to even try to do that, and they're basically friends now anyway. So, um, but you have Area A and Area B, and these are really kind of safe zones. So if someone wants to kind of uh, the enemy wants to kind of go into Enemy A, wants to go to Enemy B, they're probably going to get smoked by the environment and so this is an area where i can do my things and this is where i can do i think but then somewhere in the middle it's a little bit gray and so people can kind of do their you know i can go in here and do my objectives but i risk getting pvp'd we even did that in like uh you know we have the idea of safe zones like you had in city of heroes because it was more of an open world game and if you hang out by the city hall 
monsters couldn't couldn't track you in there no matter what someone would try to do because the little drones would just vaporize them so you could be really really punitive and say you just come in here boom you're just going to be killed by some drone or you can make it a little little, little more soft so there's yeah. there's things to do to, to say i'm just going to go and do i'm going to help out i'm going to help out i'm helping i'm over here and i'm moving to lithium from this point to this point and that's and that's feeding that's feeding the turrets and then the other guys out there who are more braver are out there and they're they're uh, they're fighting the fight out there so i think there's ways to to uh, invite all levels of players mm-hmm. so why don't we talk a little bit about the anniversary event coming up? We can talk a little bit about it. It's a little bit, a little bit of a surprise, but uh, okay. do you have any specific questions? or um, How are you celebrating the anniversary? <laughs> how, how am I <laughs> seven um, years, right? This is, we're coming up on seven years. Seven years. Seven years. It will be our seventh anniversary. Um, and um, so we've got, uh, we've got well, you'll be seeing a lot of the, the, um, the same stuff you've seen in the past. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll probably have a an appointment. Well, you well, we definitely will have a uh, an appointment. We could call it appointment mechanics, uh, where you'll be able to earn a ship for free, and yeah. the ship is going to be uh, the Lucari ship that you that the community voted on. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Right, the little the the the, um, the one that disappointingly doesn't look like a flying saucer. It doesn't look like a flying saucer, but it does look like a flying triangle. It looks. Mm. It, just, it does look like a a, a X file ship. Cool. And, it is really cool looking. This little, this, 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 uh, this black triangle because it's got all these. What would you call it? Like these organic Doohickeys. moving lights that move around it, and and you know has this kind of, I don't know, this kind of bioluminescence looking thing. I, for lack of a better word, it's not a Zinkathy ship, but I'm just just it's the best word that comes to mind right now. The way that kind of the way, the way kind of the Cylon eyes that move around it. The really beautiful, beautiful ship, and um, and uh, uh, as we learn about the Lucari, right? As we learn about um, they uh, they actually know a lot about proto matter, so it's got some proto matter type stuff on it. So um, hmm. it's a pretty cool ship. It's an, it's uh, and it's um, so that will be a, uh, a ship that players will be able to earn for the anniversary. Um, Tony Todd will be joining us for the episode. Um, we'll be continuing the story arc that that's uh, that was uh, that was started in in uh, in, in, in season uh, in, in, in uh, Echoes of Light. Yeah. Echoes of Light. We'll be continuing that story. And the anniversary is going to be a little bigger than than you've seen in the past. Oh. So, so uh, you, 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 we've had multiple anniversary events. This one's going to be bigger. So there's going to be a lot more stuff coming out at the end of January. Than, Do you mean than con- content or, or our items? Stuff. The size of the All release of the above. Fair the enough. Size of the release will be, uh, you know, there will be uh, more more things, more things that will be coming out with it. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'll just keep it vague. Now there'll be a blog coming out really soon about what to expect, so I don't want to spoil that. Okay. But, Is it but, fair to say this will be akin to like a season update? Um, something like that. So, yeah, you can something. Like I mean, in technically, right? You are now as old as any series on television uh well you're older than enterprise and the original series i mean tng ds d space nine and voyager right? they went for seven years did one of them go eight years did one of them go eight years no none of them they hit seven yep seven seven years 
that means so congratulations you are as I'm gonna go, I'm gonna as go old longer than that so yeah i won't <laughs> uh, or eight. still have another another eight and a half years of content already planned nice. so, um, who or um is the next season season 12 because we kind of had artifacts and nobody really knew what the story was with that was that season 12 or was that just uh, an add-on to um yeah, the, the next season that comes out will be season 12. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, there was uh, there was some behind-the-scenes weirdness that kind of kind of threw off our plan, but right. uh, but uh, yeah, the next the next season that will come out is this season is uh, is season 12. Okay, yeah. cool, nice. So we asked this of, of um, you know, we're, we're Star Trek Online is about to celebrate its seventh year. We're celebrating our 300th. Um, you know, we asked this of Mission Log Podcast because they almost they just celebrated um, their 200th a few weeks ago. Um, seven years in, right? You know, you've been to several of the conventions. You were at New York. You were at Vegas. What you know what what's been what's been like one of those like top moments for you when when engaging with the community either online or um or at a convention um there's been a, there's been several um i would probably say my my the, the first the first experience that comes to mind the first the linear league um would have been actually going on to the stoked podcast right because that was my first real time when i got to really directly interact with uh, with the community talk with them directly uh with questions like we're doing here um meet meet two super fans now of course jeremy works with us and um and uh, uh you know kind of talk about the game and 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 we were also we were not uh, we weren't working with a uh, with a uh with a tight marketing team and so i was able to talk a lot of spoilers back then and talk and so that was always kind of fun to interact with the community that closely and that regularly um getting to the you know, getting to the conventions, and uh, I've got—I've I've lost track on how many conventions I've gone to right now. Um, I think that, as far as the community is concerned, the highlights have just got to be—you know—the gifts that people bring you, right? Um, uh, not last year, but the year before that. Um, uh, you know, Fleet brought us while while we were on stage with um, with Aaron Eisenberg and Chase Masterson, Denise Crosby. You know, they, they came up and they brought us this nice, beautiful shadow box with, with all their fleet emblems in there and pictures and a giant and a big photo book, something you make like out of iPhoto and on a, and a Macintosh. The scenes of all of their fleets and all their characters and all their ships. Um, that's been like a really precious item that we have. We 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 have we have in the office that we're actually building a display case right now because we've gotten so many great gifts from wow. players. We just That's have cool. a, nice, a nice display case of all all these things. Uh, last year, that same fleet brought us, if you remember, at the I-Bar, brought us a um, a, um, a flag box, yeah. like, you know, with the American flag and a big triangle flag box of class with their flag that was printed like an 8x10, um, an 8x10, uh, um, about that size flag that they put yeah. their fleet emblem on it and they gave us a duplicate of it that's folded up in the triangle and there with a nice brass plaque on it um so that's a great centerpiece in our office um and last year we got a lot of gifts too someone brought us some hand-painted glasses with like star a uh, borg and federation romulan the uh, insignias that they had hand-painted on there um 
people brought us some mugs. Uh, people were always sending us cookies and gifts and stuff like that. And was, uh, and Did those... you get any Tim Tams? Um, I have gotten Tim Tams. Last year, <laughs> I got several boxes of Tim Tams that were brought to me. Um, Luke Critter brought me some Tim Tams. Yeah. Teams of Tim Tams. Um, of course, you brought me. Um, Kenna, you brought me some. Uh, some I brought you crumpets. crumpets. Yeah, I forgot. Crumpets, I forgot really that I brought crumpets. Which really the crumpets. And God, I love them. So I can't. They're not here. You can't get them. So I was mm-hmm. like, I. I I, I sent you an email. I, I looked at a recipe and I made them myself. Mm-hmm. And it was basically took me like three hours. Yeah. So because <laughs> you, you have to let the dough rise and then do it again. And so you have to make this really sticky dough. And it was it came out magnificent. They were really good or magnificent, but that was just a lot of work. Um, so yeah, so getting getting gifts like that and just people wanting to just come up and, and talk to you. It's, it's such a different interaction in person than it is on the forums. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this, this whole the whole anonymity of the internet just usually just brings out the worst in people but people can you know you know can be can be really nice and really kind um i've mentioned before uh this boy who i met uh four years ago at the first convention um this young boy and he's uh he plays star trek online he's a huge super fan and he had his uh, his, he came up with his father and his mother to the convention. He comes every year, and every year he just keeps growing. He's growing, you know. He's in that growth spurt stage, and he had his his bar mitzvah as a Star Trek Online theme, and he had a giant Odyssey shaped oh. cake. I saw wow. the picture of it. Oh uh, my so, gosh! I'll uh, see if I can dig it up. And so he had his cake built as the Odyssey for his for his bar mitzvah, um, and it was it was all Star Trek Online theme in a Star Trek Online uniform. And him and his father play, and he said that's how they. They interact together as they play Star Trek online together and every year they come by and they come to the I bar but they're not allowed in because the boy is only like 16 or 17 now yeah. I don't know how old he is now maybe 16 so he stands outside the bar and I usually give him a t-shirt and, and see him every year wow. um, and that's a real nice treat and then there's this couple that met in different countries and then got married because by playing on Star Trek online and, they, and so so they get to hear those stories are just those are the best wow. stories I mean that's those those are those are great you can't beat those I mean it's bringing I the, people together. Yeah, it's bring people together, and and the way and the way one guy says, you know, he was just on drugs and was, and now he just focuses. Now this is his life. Now he's able to get clean by playing Star Trek online. That he just wow. he's able to focus and on on and, and what and the message of Star Trek. And so th- those um, those when you go to the convention, it changes your perspective greatly because mm-hmm. for a year you listen to angry people on posts and forums, and it's and they can get nasty and ugly and very disappointing discouraging them at least and then you go and meet the people who are really who are really invested in it and last year at Star Trek, last year at the, 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 the last Vegas convention there were like three booths that were running Star Trek online mm-hmm. there that's just they, they set up their own connection to yep. play Star Trek online for everybody right um, so those are tremendous and not to and and it's like I also have the privilege of meeting these celebrities so personally and, and getting to know them and getting friendly with them and and uh, seeing them every year um, uh, and that's just or being on stage with them and that's just a surreal experience and, and getting to know these people for who they are um, that's just something that's just a rare opportunity that that I've been greatly privileged for and I can't be more you know, couldn't be more grateful for mm-hmm. but to actually see that your I always consider game development an art to see your art actually affecting people to see who it can affect um, is, uh, and I, I know you, I see you guys get it too I see people coming up and um, who are big fans of Priority One and they come up and they talk to you and say oh it's you know you didn't know you put a name to a face right and says oh it's you guys and 
you know. Yeah, it's it's um right. What was that? Kind so? of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh no, it, it is a very humbling experience, and, and actually, just uh, over the holiday, you know, we received uh, several touching emails um, from our fans and, and listeners um, about the impact that you know we have. I mean, you know, the, everybody everybody that listens to the show invites us into their lives every week, and. Um, that's a big deal, you know. That's a big deal to have your art, your craft, your your work, um, you know, not just be a one-time experience, but a weekly, daily kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's a it's a big deal, and, and it's I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not something. Um, it's different than than other games I've worked on. Um, for instance, you know, worked on uh, City of Heroes, and you, know, you get people who talk about the game. And City of Heroes was a different experience because what what we used to get is peer recognition because we'd go to, back then it was going to E3 all the time. It's still E3 is a, th- a big thing, but but it's not as big as it was back then. And then peers would recognize and having that peer recognition is great. Mm-hmm. But there was no City of Heroes convention where I could actually meet the fans. Um, so having a Star Trek convention, having a place for that to actually see the people that are enjoying it is a completely different experience than other games that I have worked on in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's unique. Um, so, yeah, seven years. I don't know how many conventions. Um, we just had a um, San Francisco convention was just uh, December, middle of December. I mm-hmm. went to that one. Um, it was actually pretty small and a little disappointing. It was not a, a licensed CBS event anymore. Um, but uh, because of that, I just walked in, I didn't buy tickets, I just walked in. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like okay i just walked in where do you buy tickets i don't know i just just walked in and no one cared so wow. I don't know. Well, that's cool so, um not a lot of people were there this year but i got to see denise crosby and chase masterson and uh um, i was trying to i was trying to, to to catch up with some uh celebrities i won't mention who just i just wanted to yeah. to, to reach out to for, for some who tapped who tapped the mic somewhere that was, sorry, that was me. Uh, uh, he was hitting his knee on his desk. So, um, <laughs> Al, we're getting to the you point like where my head's like this bubble in this thing. It's like a bubble. What? Like, <laughs> like my neck's blowing a bubble. You know, that is the difference between radio and video. <laughs> I don't usually wear a turtleneck, so I only when I wear this when I wear this outfit. So, so Al, we've uh, we've covered quite a bit, um, you know, in terms of story. Winter, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, anniversary event. Uh, is there anything we haven't covered that uh, you'd like to share with us regarding? And you've Star got Trek two Online? minutes because guard frequency takes over. It's four minutes. Four. four. Guard frequency. Four minutes. We've got um, people with to do. You got what? Guard frequency is one fifty. One fifty. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're half. We're we're like we're like the younger, cooler version of Priority One. We're not. As <laughs> <laughs> it's a total rip-off show. We've got wow. patches. We got we got we got T-shirts. We're a thing. Yeah, they're one hundred percent original. No, no stolen format. No, no, stolen no, no, totally original. I mean, no stolen hosts. No. no, Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony, that's a Priority One T-shirt you're wearing. Please don't no, change. Please don't change live it. on. Okay, good. No, no, they look a lot alike because <laughs> I really didn't priority one. Copy. Hey, hey, hey! You're taking away. You're. Ta- you know what? I'm gonna be taking away. Min- look, I'm deducting minutes from this. I'm deducting minutes from this. this talking your time. All right, talking your time about your show. 
anywho um so al no really is there anything that we haven't covered in terms of story and you know star trek online's future we uh, talk a little bit about the winter event but everyone knows what that's going on obviously mm-hmm. and you have crazy playing on fishing right now right so hopefully sure. everyone's getting a chance to check which is out. the greatest thing ever by the way <laughs> I just that, I love it. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, um, Steve Ricosa talked a little bit how that happened. We were going to do basic fishing, and, uh, and our animator just he, when he when he makes animations, he actually just goes out in the bark back, back, back parking lot and and records himself doing crazy stuff. And so he did this, and then he put in like some Photoshop fish and said, "Hey, how about if we do this?" And so that was, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So was, wait, wait, can we back up a little bit? Did you just say that your animator like actually goes out in the parking lot and just does these crazy things and records yeah. himself? To- the game or him recording himself in the park. <laughs> are you serious? That's awesome. Um, not, maybe not all of them, but a large part of them. Are, uh, um, the ones that are more goofy are uh, and and are, are his, right? I want to visualize who, who is, that is Maria's there there on the side, going, "Do the snake." No, he's pretty quiet. No, he he uh, <laughs> he takes his own little record. He takes his, has his own little recording thing, and he goes out. He's he's very quiet and and a shy guy. And uh, he he, if anyone played City of Heroes, he did all the city he all the dances in City of Heroes his, and they're just really really awesome. Where it's just like there's this one where he's just like this. It's just, it's just Steve Stacy doing this in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean he, he, he's, he models them on? He doesn't he doesn't put the little ping pong balls and doesn't not motion capture, but he does that and then he then he goes and 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 um animation so yeah he, he he acts out all his animations before he does something not all of them but a lot that, so is I he gonna have him. to go out to the parking lot and do the Riker knee thing the Riker yes. thing? we'll have already have reference for that right but uh, like okay. it's, it's not, like I said it's not motion capture but if there's something right. weird that he wants to see how it's gonna play out um, like Klingon fishing which there's no reference for he'll want to see what what the body you know it's not that's, pretty <laughs> that's cool. cool that's awesome I love it. that's amazing <laughs> I'll see if I can dig up the uh I can dig up the image for that when he the proposal. That'd be, that's good. The that's that'd be funny. That. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, nothing else. Uh, I uh, there's uh, you'll you'll see that we're we're starting to release more uh, tier six conversions of existing ships, and you're mm-hmm. forward to seeing more of those, including cross faction versions of those. And cough um, Kumari cough. Uh, what's that? Cough, Kumari. Cough, Kumari, huh? Okay, we'll see. Anything that was popular will probably eventually get a tier six conversion. So oh, that would make sense. I gotta get. I gotta go I, to the wave seven and get my sabi. I uh, I was very pleased when you guys released it. That uh, released the tier six uh, Dominion ships. I was very happy yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are certainly some of the more popular ships or Dominion ships. So um, you can look forward to seeing more of that. I mean, so. Um, I can't remember is the uh, tier six is the Keldon on PC yet? I know it's on console. I went to console first. Tier six, tier six, um, Galore class, which is the Keldon. Keldon's there, yeah. It's it's made, in PC now. They made the PC, yeah. yeah. Yep. At least track these things because yeah. you make them and then like six months later they show up in the game and I don't mm. pay attention to really schedule that often. So, yeah. um, Al, I've got one one little question for you. One of our um, listeners in the chat was asking about: Do you personally play any of the Foundry missions for Star Trek Online? Um, I haven't played Foundry missions in a very long time, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so I probably should play more of those because uh, there's a lot of good written stuff out there. But, mm. um, was that Tony in the chat? 
No, it was just no, ask it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was it was Hippie John seventy one. Little shout out there to Hippie John. Over asking about the foundry before. Really, you ought to check that out. O v e e r t u r. That's your fault. Everybody drink now too. And then somebody say something about the Matrix now, so Elijah can have his moment. It has to be me that says it, not. Oh. And I got to drink twice. <laughs> well, Al, thank you. Uh... Oh, wait, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I'm just saying that it's a, it's a good reminder. So um, uh, I'll, I, I'll promise to endeavor to try to play a little more a little more foundry stuff. I guess I've kind of fallen off my radar a little bit. But there's always so much. There's, there's always so much to do, so much. Because it's not only always gameplay that Star Trek Online game. There's always so much research of other games I have to play, too, to try to keep current. And so it gets... Uh, uh, can get overwhelming. So. Oh yeah, Starfleet Dentals in the house up in Star Trek Online, <laughs> taking advantage, awesome. taking advantage of. Um, there's, I guess there's a, like he's popping his head under me, under the deck. <laughs> That's funny. Anywho, hey now, hey now. Well, Al, thank hey you now. so very much for taking some time out of your Saturday to join us and in celebrating our 300th episode. I can't thank you enough. For, you know, we've been we've been doing the show for six years. Uh, you've been a great supporter of the show, coming on and, and sharing all the things that are Star Trek Online and, and getting into geeky arguments uh, with me um, regarding things like Deep Space Nine or Star Wars uh, not being good. For Can you believe this films. guy? Like, we can't. Deep Space Nine, and now he announced on Facebook that he doesn't like Star Wars. We, we can't. No, get into okay. No, no, just just don't, don't don't bother defending yourself. There's a record of it, and so you know, like I said, childhood. <laughs> he was abused as a small child. That's the only thing I'm will happily be, you know, my the last time I'll be on party one because of these issues. I was, no, no, that guy does not represent the rest of us. <laughs> I was beat. I was beat we with a toy lightsaber. Thing is, by Elijah does not represent the. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. We had to use that before. That's funny. Well, thanks again, Al. Really, mu very much appreciate it. Uh, we're going to do, uh, you know, let's stick, maybe stick around for, let's do a giveaway. Stick around for a giveaway. Let's do a quick yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. we have, what are we giving away? Winters, what's the first away? thing? Okay, we've got four items to give away. So I guess we'll start, we'll start well, off. I'm going to say, say goodbye. I'm going to say goodbye because I'm going to go over to the other uh, channel here. So you guys uh, take care. Al, great talking to you, and uh, good luck see to you all again, the Tony. Winters. All right, yep. see you in a bit. See you guys. Thank you, Tony. Later, Tony. Bye. Are we giving away oh. a Star Trek Online thing? Yep. Mm -hmm. We yep. are indeed. Yep. Okay. So first up, we're going to give away a ship, and we're going to give away a Vogwar Astika heavy battlecruiser. All right. Okay. So uh, if you have not already put something in the chat, you have got to put something. You have to type something in the chat. It's the only way that the uh, random... Awesome guy Rivera. That's, That's what you have to type uh, in chat. Awesome guy Rivera. Just so that, um, just so that the system, the uh, little plugin that I have, uh, considers you part of the, uh, the, um, you know, the giveaway. Um, all right. So, uh, in the Did meantime, no, uh, staff cannot be a part of this, or staff special guests and and hosts and whatever can be. Um, yeah. In the meantime, while all of you all are. Um, are also typing in the chat. I need everybody to do a huge favor. Do me a huge favor. Here's a quick video for the Astika by, by a fan. I just found if you want to take a look at what you're, what you're, what's up for grabs. Oh yeah. Copy. Oh, you got that? Um, I need you to go while everybody's typing and uh, adding those things. You know, so you can be can um, be can be entered into the rat into this raffle. Uh, I need you to go over to contest. I'm sorry, cosplaysky.com forward slash contest. There's a dude right now that has 139 
votes for his Captain America? Come on. That can't, that can't, that can't be. We can't let this guy win. So I'm currently on like page seven. If you scroll down on that, um, go and vote for me. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Wow. A little, uh, little shameless plug there. Shameless plug. <laughs> nice one. I'm not on page seven. Darn it, what page am I on? I don't know what page I'm on now. I'm probably on page like... Oh, okay. I am on page ten. Is this a cosplay sky cost- costume? Yeah. Specifically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, where I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Stowe uniform. I'm representing yeah, Stowe. How awesome would it be if I if uh, I won representing Stowe? Can so, you vote more than once? Because I really voted. I love. You can you vote. were in the lead for a couple of days, weren't you? I was in the lead for a couple of days, but um, this guy in his Captain America. <laughs> Uh, can, you vote more, can you vote more than once? You can vote more than once from different devices because it logs your IP address, so you can't. Not that we more. recommend doing that, because I'm sure that would be a violation of the um, right, correct contest rules. Sure. We cannot endorse people doing that. I, there are no contest rules. It doesn't listen. Can I? So. Can I endorse that? <laughs> sure. Well, I was going to say I. I was going to say Elijah. I voted for you on nine different devices so far. Nice, so. nice. Well, thank <laughs> thank you, Captain Morgan. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you all. All right. So now that we've. Um, all typed. We're going to go ahead and give away this uh, the ship. Roll. And the winner is Spaceboy G78. Spaceboy, are you in the chat? Congrats. Well done, Spaceboy. Yeah, Boy. there he is. Spaceboy. All right. Way to go. Okay. So what, what, what else do we have, Winters? Uh, we've got a Hollow Leisure buff up for grabs. Hollow Leisure buff. Okay. Okay, so, so these Hollow Leisure buffs are... Um, you can you can only get this uh, bridge officer if you uh, typically go to a Star Trek convention, and we're there and handing them out. So they it is uh, this is a this is a bridge uh, this is the bridge officer one, right? Not the duty officer one you're giving yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. Bridge right. officer. Okay. So the bridge officer, and it, and you can actually either choose the the uh, Lita or Mirror Universe Lita. Um, uh-huh. and so that's and right. Either, both the same bridge officers, just different costumes. Nice. I reckon. One skimpier than the other one uh-huh. because that's the yeah. defining feature of whether somebody's from the mirror universe or yes, not. Yes, that's your your. your <laughs> uh, yes. Winters, what did Space Boy win again? He won the Voldemort Astika heavy battle heavy battle cruiser. This bridge officer is a is a is a uh, ultra rare, I believe. Uh, um, I believe it's a. I believe it's ultraviolet. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, but it's a high quality, very high quality bridge officer. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and roll again. Let's see who's going to win. The winner is Ryan STO. Congratulations, Ryan STO. Well done, Ryan old STO. Friend of, old, old friend of the show. Glad yeah. that, uh, glad you're joining us. So uh, I'm going to send you a message and hollow Lita, right? Yep. Okay. All right. What do we have next? Next is the TOS bridge officer crew. So that's ah. actually multiple. Same, same, um, yeah, same kind of same kind of deal as the as the uh, as lead off uh, bridge officer. That this is only available at conventions. This is the last one we gave out, gave out this last year at Vegas, and in uh, and in New York for the 50th anniversary for it's yesterday. And this is you get a holographic version of the entire crew of. Um, of TOS, so there's 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 Spock and Bones and Scotty and Chekhov, um, and uh, um, did I miss one? Uh, Uhura. Sulu, Sulu Uhura. and Uhura. and and um, and uh, Montero, Yeoman Rand, Yeoman Rand. Yeoman Rand. That's this. 
Yeah. You don't and, get, and that's, you don't that's get your selection. We thought about that's it, but all. we're going to make Kirk, and that way he's always like, every time he just always faces away from you. <laughs> um, so. Little change to the AI in your in your yeah, boss. So every there. time you try to get around him, he just keeps turning away. He never looks at you. So we couldn't quite get that working right. So, so. all right, that would have been hilarious. All right, I'm gonna roll. <laughs> roll it again. Face down, face down on the ground. Rolling now, and the winner is Captain Bill Morgan of the 12th. Hey, well done, Captain today. Morgan. Captain Bill Morgan. My buddy, Captain Morgan, we hung out at uh, Destination Star Trek. Nice. Always a good thing. Again, with some epic um, STO cosplay. And this is what, what was the prize again? It was the TOS Bridge Officers. Mm-hmm. Boffs, all right. Sending. You, yeah, that, every, that really all winners. All winners, please make sure you check your messages on Twitch. Uh, I need you to reply with your email and at handle, please. Um, and don't forget, in the meantime, go over to cosplaysky.com forward slash contest. Vote for me if you're just joining us now. That's how, look, you have to say voted in the chat in order for you to qualify. Just say, yeah, you really just have to reply in the chat just for it to <laughs> qualify. It doesn't mean you have, you don't have to vote to qualify. The only way that this plugin works is if you uh, uh, put something, something in, type something in the chat. But it'd be, it would make me feel better if I knew that you guys voted. All right, so um, what do we have next? All right, last up, we have a signed Star Trek Online poster. A signed Star Trek Online poster. Who's it signed by? Everybody, right? Wow. Everybody. All the people. At the time? Yeah. This is the... um, This is something new. I don't know what... what, It's something you guys have. Oh, this is not... This is new. This is not... This is not the... uh, This is not the Legacy of Rhymus one. It's something new that we sent you? Mm, No, it's nothing... It's something that you sent us, no. Okay. Then I don't know what it is. Okay. All right. We're going to hit rolling now. HMK Abat. Hmm, Kabat. Where's this contest? I can't find it. On Twitch.tv. No, 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 no. The Cosplay Sky. Oh, 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 oh. It's cosplaysky.com forward slash contest. And what page was I on? I forgot what page I said. Seven, I think. No, no, no. It's like 10. It's 10. Of course, it's 10. Unbelievable. Can't believe it. Yeah, but right. it's, not, it's not in order of who's winning, which I think is disappointing. Correct. It's not. This is a really poorly designed website. It's just horrible. So congratulations, M- HMK Abat. Okay. I need you please to email me uh, your ad handle and uh, email address. Um, Elijah, we've got people in chat saying they're voting for Captain America. Oh, that's mean, man. Oh, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> That totally hurts my feelings. Oh, man. Uh, that's funny. So, yeah, cosplaysky.com forward slash contest. Is that it? Is that all for this session? That's it for this session, but right. we've got a lot more stuff in our second three-hour segment, which will be starting in three hours' time. All right. Cool. I, I'm going to I'm gonna tease this. Uh, when we come back uh, in several hours, we will have a giveaway of one of these. Oh. oh. Probably. Probably the most rare ship in the game, or at least no one. No kidding! Oh, is that the gold giving... one? Who's giving that one? Skippy, you giving that up? That, I uh, yep. yes, he is. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's wow. pretty intense. So that's that's a pretty that's pretty generous. Can that's I, if I resign between now and seven o'clock, can I get in the running for that? Um, you, you, would, you would qualify at that point, would you not? I, yeah, because then <laughs> if I just um, Elijah, can we just talk privately after this is done? Yeah, I'm not. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. No. no. <laughs> No previous employee of, of oh, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, it's uh, before Tony sends me, starts calling me and sending me angry text messages. I should probably pass over the stream to Guard Frequency, who is celebrating their 150th episode. Another milestone for them. Um, Priority One podcast will be back at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a three-hour break, uh, and we're going to have that gold Nagus ship to give away, thanks to Skiffy, the, the generous man that he is. Um, as well as other stuff. As well as a lot of other stuff. So, again, oh, Al, thank you for celebrating. You're welcome to come back, Al. If you want to come back, at se so 7 Eastern is 4 o'clock your time. You're welcome to join mm -hmm. us. Um, 4 o'clock well, Pacific. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, ten o'clock. No, what is it? I'll try to stop. Twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock in the UK. Yikes! I haven't been gone that long, and I can't remember the time difference. I know. I know. So we'll be back in three hours. Now moving on to uh, guard frequency. Again, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for this first three-hour stretch of our 300th uh, episode celebration. Yeah. Um, later on tonight, Thanks, we'll everyone. actually be recording episode 300 live here on Twitch. Uh, that's, again, happening later on in three hours or so. So uh, come back. Invite your friends. Enjoy yep. your Saturday, everybody. Al, again, thank you so very much. We'll thank, catch you guys thank later. You, thank you, you for having me, and thank you. Bye, Congratulations guys. on 300 episodes, and thanks for always supporting Star Trek Online. Thank you. Woohoo! Woohoo! Um, thank you so much for joining us for episode 300. It's been a fantastic journey these last five years. Um, yeah. so Would you thank say it's been a long road? Oh, getting from there to here. Oh, don't Skip you? Nearly you for us. No, no. Wait, who's I? No, I don't. No, I have to play no. it. Don't no. Um, you don't have to. Skippy, go ahead and play it. So thanks so much. So thank you so much for uh, joining us for these uh, last several years. 300 years is a long... Uh, 300 years. <laughs> 300 years is a long time. It feels that way. Uh, 300 episodes is good. Thank you, everybody. It's good. I love you guys so much. Aww. complete.